I gotta plug my computer and it's about to die. So talk amongst yourselves for a second. Um, whatever you have on your mind, um, maybe a maybe a nice recipe, something like that. Whatever you got, just um, go right ahead and do that because I gotta plug see. my computer. I guess. Uh, well, a bad recipe is hoopfish bake. I know that. Um, pretty excited, you know, double, big double header for the Orioles tonight. No, it's not. <laughs> um, that, that was and that Thank you. Uh, hi, it's Glenn Clark Radio. Nothing notable I'm, happened yesterday. I'm Glenn, he's Griffin. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. I've got the uh, scenarios up on Facebook. I'll get them up on uh, Twitter in just one second. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Thanks to everybody who came out last night. Had a huge crowd at uh, Guilford Hall Brewery, including our own Leah Lancaster, who's uh, who's here today. I uh, had a great event with, uh, of course, Tyus Bowser's show and his special guest, Mark Andrews. Had a lot of people out uh, despite the Ravens losing, despite the weather being poor. It was a wonderful crowd. and um, I can't say enough about those guys because despite the fact this was maybe our biggest crowd we've ever had, you smell it again? I do, yes. Don't like that. I'm, I'm wondering if it's the heat or something. Maybe. I don't care for it. <laughs> I don't care for it. we got to do something about that. Um, but despite that, those guys stayed and went above and beyond and you know, made sure everybody had the opportunity to say hello and get a picture and an audit. I mean, it was just overwhelming. It was overwhelming. So huge thank you to uh, Tyus Bowser and Mark Andrews for uh, being such good dudes last night. You're going to hear segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show a little bit later on this morning. Um, you'll hear all three segments as part of Glenn Clark Radio this week. We will get the entire show up. It's available to watch right now at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. It uh, will be available to listen to a little bit later on today in the archives. And if you just happen to be driving around on Friday night, you'll be able to listen to it at 8 o'clock on 105.7 The Fan so, um, really great show. Appreciate those guys. And um, we are. I, I, normally, this is the part where I tell you, hey, the next Tyus Bowser show will be. There's a small catch to that. We might have to move the date around a little bit for the next Tyus Bowser show. So, we're not sort of saying anything definitive. We believe we'll have another Tyus Bowser show in about two weeks. Um, but we have a little bit of a, a date hitch. Um, in the schedule. So hang tight. We'll be announcing that, we believe, in the next 24 to 48 hours, exactly when the next Tyus Bowser show will be. And as always, it's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. It's a partnership of Pressbox and Grade 8's memorabilia, and you can find out more at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. In addition to that today, we will uh, talk Ravens with our buddy Evan Washburn, who was there on Sunday for CBS. Um, uh, Bo Braid from Maryland Football is going to check in with us. They are off to a very pleasant 4-1 start to the season. Still not quite cracking the top 25. Don't know if that would change should they be victorious this week. Um, and also Drew Forrester is allegedly going to stop by. So, you know, two out of three ain't bad. Um, but we'll do that, I guess, for whatever reason. I'm not really sure. Not not really sure what we're doing there, but he enjoys coming in. That's fine. I'm, there might be other people that would enjoy coming in, but we don't let them come in. I don't know why we continue to allow him, allow him to come in, but it's it's what it is. Nothing we can do about it at this point. You mean to tell him not to? Um, 
it's it's too it's too late. It's too like late. It's, I feel like it's, it's too late. We'll just whatever, whatever. We'll make it. I, I can't wait till he's sitting here when Bo Bray calls and he doesn't have. So, football, huh? How's that? Like, there's there's nothing. There's just no way he has anything at all. But it's what it is. We're gonna do it anyway. Um, yeah, Orioles didn't play last night. They finish up the season with a doubleheader today against the Blue Jays. It obviously does not matter, but, you know, if you just, some people just truly love baseball, and if this is your last opportunity to get out to a game, I mean, it's, like, is it supposed to be like this all day? I think, I think it's not supposed to rain anymore. But, like, is it, that, is it supposed to be like this, where it's just yeah. unpleasant? Uh, maybe later in the, I think much later. What do you mean much later? Like much closer, later, it's closer to, to the evening. Closer to the evening. It's supposed to get better. Yeah, yeah. Like well, it's supposed to clear up, I think. But is like the sun gonna come out? Good question. I haven't seen the sun in like a week. It'd be a big news story at this point if we saw the sun. It would be wild. You cut into all programming the way they were doing with Aaron Judge for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they're saying right before uh, right before sunset around six o'clock, sun should start peeking out a little bit. Just in time to go down. Yes. Cool. Yes. Cool. So, uh, I guess if you're going to the second game of the doubleheader, there might be some. Yeah, but it's not as windy as it was a, a last. Brief uh, period of sun. Um, yeah, so they'll wrap up the season today. Obviously, the big story last night was Aaron Judge as he hits home run number 62 to break the record. Um, you know, I've made my my feelings about this very clear. It's I I was kind of willing to play along with some of the silliness and and poke fun at it, but at some point we. This is when we're going to have to stop paying attention to Roger Maris Jr. Like, this is... I, I know we were enjoying making fun of him, but at some point, and I'm guilty of this, at some point, we're just amplifying someone who does not deserve to be amplified. And I was as guilty as anyone, but we all need to get together and decide to just let him go away. It does not matter what Roger Maris's son thinks about anything I mean it matters to him uh, however he wants to feel in the privacy of his own home he has every right to it but to amplify Roger Maris Jr. who I'm not really sure what his uh, maybe Roger Maris Jr. is a very accomplished man I don't know I have no idea who he is as a human maybe he's a monster I would hope not but I have no idea um, amplifying him is no longer fun to me. It's over. It's over. It there. Anyone, you know, John Heyman's trying to write about in the New York Post. Like there are still people that are trying to hold out this nonsensical idea about the record and why it matters. And there's a lot of people. I said this before, and I'll continue to say it. There's a lot of people that are breathlessly saying Aaron Judge has hit the most home runs of anyone who didn't use steroids. And the problem with that isn't the assertion that other guys use steroids because I too believe that. Now we don't know that. As insane as it might seem, we we are pretty sure they use steroids at some point, but we don't know that all of these guys were definitely on steroids when they were breaking records. We just have good reason to believe it. And I'm willing to accept that premise. The premise I'm not willing to accept, and I'm it's unbelievable to me how much we've gone down this road. I have no reason to think that Aaron Judge is using steroids. But you know what I'm never going to be dumb enough to say ever again in my life? That someone is definitely not using steroids. 
I can't believe how stupid you would have to be, how much you would be spitting in the face of everything that we've known for, my God, how long? To just continue to breathlessly pretend like you know with certainty that someone isn't using steroids. Again, that's a big difference for me suggesting that he is. I'm not going to do that. I have no reason to believe that. But I had no reason to believe that Fernando Tatis was until he got busted. I had no reason to believe a lot of people were using steroids until they got busted. I have no reason to think Aaron Judge is going to be busted. But I'm smart enough to not say these things. And I can't believe how incredibly stupid some people are to make that suggestion when they have no way of knowing that. There's another way to phrase it. The thing that you think you're saying, maybe say it this way. Aaron Judge has hit the most home runs since steroid testing was implemented in baseball. That's a good factual statement. Aaron Judge has hit the most home runs um, of... That's probably the only way to say it, now that I think about it. That's probably the only way to say it. We just say things. Because maybe we want them to be true. I don't know. I mean, some of it is just because we hate Barry Bonds. I, I get that. There's a lot of people that hate Barry Bonds. I have no reason to like Barry Bonds. I've said before, the only ever interaction I had with him was extraordinarily unpleasant. But there's no denying what happened, and there's no trying to rewrite history. John Heyman's still trying to hold on to the idea that like you, you put asterisk next to everyone's name that's hit more than 62 home runs. I mean, get the entire F out of here with that. Dude, you can be you know, m- mad and rage in your basement, but John Heyman, and again, this is where I don't like America anymore because I don't know who's doing what performatively and who's doing what legitimately. I no longer know if you're really worked up about something or if you're just doing it performatively to try to get attention. That's why I, I God, I hate it here. John... John Heyman knows. He's not stupid. He might not like it, but he knows what occurred. He knows that baseball encouraged this. For baseball to then turn around and try to put asterisks on all of it and say pretend like it never happened would be richer than devil's food cake. You don't have to like the fact that the steroid era occurred. And as a lot of people have pointed out, you're also kind of spitting in the face of like eras where guys were all using greenies. And is anyone legitimate ever? Has there ever been anyone who's done anything legitimately in the history of ever? I don't love it, but it happened. And you're not going to rewrite history. It'd be one thing if one person had brilliantly come up with some incredible plan to deceive everyone and everyone else involved we knew definitively was not doing that thing. There would be an argument for this thing that John Heyman's bringing up. The argument would be 
if um, you know Barry Bonds, we could somehow definitively prove was the only player that ever used steroids, and everyone else of that era, we knew definitively without question was somehow 100% clean. And this one guy had just concocted this amazing way he was putting lead weights in the fish or something like that, right? If that was the case, there would be some amount of an argument. It's not a good one, not a strong one, but some amount of an argument about should you try to erase that person from the history books. This was everyone. Not everyone, everyone, but you know what I mean. And it was encouraged by baseball because they needed it at a time coming out of a strike. And after 2131, they needed something else to get people back. They were in on it. Be mad, be mad. Not like it. Try to pretend in your world like Aaron Judge is the single season home run leader, but he's not. And it's nonsense. And it's pathetic. I mean, it's embarrassing. And I'd say that to John Heyman right now. Dude, it's embarrassing. Again, the the risk I run is whether or not he's just doing it performatively. And I... I, God, I hate the fact that that's where we are. I have to ask, what was the one interaction with Barry Bonds? I've told this story a few times. I was uh, I was hired, hired, when I was like 20, boy, how old would I have been then? Just when you were in Arizona? Four, yeah, I was in Arizona. And um, Barry Bonds was hosting a charity poker tournament at a private residence. I was, to, I was told it was his house. I, just, I don't know if it was his house or not. If it was, I don't know if it was his house for like spring training or um, in Scottsdale when, during spring training. And I was asked by his PR person to be the MC for the poker tournament with the exchange being that I would get an interview with Barry Bonds, which at the time was a really big deal. Yeah. And so I offered to do it. Um, I was... They were not welcoming. Nobody there was that welcome, except for Chili Davis. Chili Davis, who I guess was working with the Giants at the time, I think maybe he was on their staff, was, man, I had a great time hanging out with Chili Davis that night. That was about the only, by the way, I, I think a lot of people know I'm the world's biggest Kenny Lofton fan, and Kenny Lofton was a jerk to me that night, so really kind of hurt me. <laughs> really kind of hurt me, because I freaking love Kenny Lofton. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I did the whole thing. I did exactly what I was supposed to do. They um, we we were all set up to go do this interview, and they were like, "Hey, you know, hang tight. He wants to, you know, spend some more time mingling and interacting with everybody. There's a lot of people that came out to this, so you know, just just hold tight." And I was just standing there waiting because my response, I was just introducing everybody and setting up and then I was free to go at that point. But we were going to do the interview and then I was going to go. It was a Sunday night. And I happen to remember that, like, I want to say Maryland was playing North Carolina on a national TV game. And it was a season where Maryland was good and I wanted to watch the game and I wanted to get out of there to go watch the game. And it was a whole thing. So I kept waiting. I kept waiting. And... I was starting to get like eyeballs. Like I was starting to get, 
this is a nice house, and like I'm, I very much was out of place. There's no question about. It. I mean, I dressed as well as 23 year old Glenn Clark could dress, 24 year old, whatever it was. But like, I was very much out of place, and I started to get, you got to get out of here. Mm. I was like, no, I'm. I don't know. Remember, I was the MC of the event. And it was like security mm. or just toughs. Like, I don't know what they were, but they were starting to like, you got to go. I was like, no, I've got an interview with Barry. We're going to the next room. And it was like, Barry doesn't do interviews. What are you talking about? Like, and I now I'm trying to track down his PR girl. I'm like, hey, what the hell is going on? And I, I got to a point where I started to feel uncomfortable. Right. And I finally just said, I'm going to go talk to the guy. I'm like, this 24-year-old Glenn Clark, like, what do I have to lose? I went over to him and just said, hey, man, you know, I, and I remember being gracious, like, hey, appreciate being out here to be part of the event. I know it was named after his father. It was like the Bobby, his charity was the Bobby Bond something. And I was like, I, you know, I, I'm glad, I love what you're doing. Um, you know, we had worked a, an arrangement out that I would come do this and then I would get an interview with you. And he just started laughing, uh. like right in front of me and just said, it's been past time for you to get out. I was Jeez. Like, so, so yeah, that was the only, I mean, I'm, I, I'm very capable. I've, I've, I'm an adult. Yeah. I'm a big boy. Like. I didn't like my interaction with Barry Bonds. It was it was horrible. But Jeez. let me be clear: yeah, that, is, that, is that doesn't change whether or not Barry Bonds hit the most home runs in a single season. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Well, he's not in the Hall of Fame. Well, is he in your he Hall of Fame? Should be in the Hall okay. of Fame, of course. He's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. But no, he's not in the Hall of Fame. So there's a lot of embarrassing that comes along with this. It it there it is some level of accomplishment. There's no doubt it's an accomplishment for Aaron Judge to have hit 62 home runs this season. There aren't that many people that have hit 62 home runs in a single season. And whether he was playing with a short porch or not, Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs. That's that's in and in an all-around very good season. There's nothing wrong with saying things like that. When the Yankees tweet out, "It's a season unlike anything we've ever seen before." No, it's not. It's not. And and I get it. We like th- this is the gaslighting of of America. We just say anything. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in the history. No, it's not. But it's a hell of a season. It's unbelievable. I Man, it's it's incredible. But it's not a record, and it's not the greatest season we've ever seen. And it's not a season unlike anything we've ever seen before. It's a hell of a baseball season from Aaron Judge. Today's show also brought to you by the Maryland Five Star. Come see Olympic athletes in action. The Maryland Five Star is hosting the nation's best horses and riders as they compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events, the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Joining us now, he, of course, was working the Ravens game against the Bills on Sunday that did not go the way of the Ravens. He is CBS sideline reporter and our very good friend, Mr. Evan Washburn. He's back with us here on GCR. Evan, it's Glenn. What's going on, man? How are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. I'm hoping this rain is finally Dude, moving out. I've I had mean, enough of it. I, we were, uh, uh, Griffin, young Griffin tells me that allegedly the sun is supposed to come out at 6 o'clock, and that is such breaking news in this area that I feel like we should be doing like cut-ins <laughs> like they were doing with Aaron Judge for the last week just to show a picture of the sun and remind people that it's real. I take it. I take it. I'm sure it made uh, that Monday morning for Ravens fans Dude. that much harder. Yeah, right. uh, it's been it's been very Seattleish for the last four days. By the way, are you over that now? With like the side, have you done enough of these in crazy weather that like it doesn't even impact you, or do you still have like you got to go through like an extra layer of preparation for working a game when you know it's going to be miserable outside? No, I would say more the the latter. The more you do this, the more you understand what you need to be comfortable to do the job. And I think I was fortunate that Sunday was for all intents and purposes, not in terms of who I was leaning towards because we don't lean, but it was a home game. So I, I, right. I brought a, a literal handbag, like overnight bag of different options to wear based off of how cold it was, how windy, how rainy and where you're in a bind is if the other 31 teams I'm on a plane uh, and you can only pack so much. So you really have to try and kind of forecast out. So, yeah, it's real, man. I would say if, if you don't go in prepared, you're going to be either miserable because you're cold or wet or you're too hot, whatever it might be. Do you have a go-to story? I mean, we're, obviously we're going to talk Ravens. Do you have a go-to story of when maybe you, like earlier in your career, perhaps you weren't fully prepared and like the worst experience that you ever had weather-wise? Yeah, I mean, I would say the worst, and this was real early. I think it was my first or second year. Not doing NFL, I was doing college football. I was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Okay. Now, I don't know if I could have prepared for this, but Southern Miss was playing Louisville. Teddy Bridgewater was actually the quarterback for Louisville at this point, and it was just a downpour, and the, the field didn't drain. So I was in standing water on the sideline Jeez. for what felt like three quarters, maybe all four quarters. And that was pretty miserable. Again, I don't know if there's anything I could have done to prepare for that, but, uh, but that always sticks out with me. But then uh, conversely, talk about preparation. I had that Bills Patriots game, uh, wild card last year where it was sub, right. uh, you know, sub zero temperatures. And I discovered the electric vest and I had everything to the point where I was comfortable to use the word, um, in what was, I think, feels like negative seven. The, ele- so. the electric vest, you. I've never heard of the electric vest. Oh, it's great. Yeah, you can find them on Amazon. No plug here, no free shout outs. But basically, you charge up what look like uh, phone chargers, portable phone chargers, and they go into pockets in just your a generic looking fleece vest. Wow. And you hit, you hit on, and it is incredible. Dude. As you know, Glenn, you keep your heart warm. Yeah, that's where it all runs through. Well, the so other one, the other, are you, you are you start. a multi pair of socks man? Like, do you wear multiple pairs of socks in these circumstances? No, no, but I will bring backup in case okay. you you. I will put the the foot warmers in there, and then possible sweating of the feet, and then if that gets cold, then you got to reapply new socks. So I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, I could I could go on for, this for is, hours. This I mean, is people think this job is about football. It's, right. No, it's about. Uh, preparing for the elements well evan that's what we needed appreciate you man thank you for taking no, yeah. hey um so here's what i'm struggling with right like the the, the, the stats going around the last uh, 24 hours the ravens have trailed <laughs> for all of 14 seconds through four games wow that would it, football outsiders dvoa they everything about statistically would tell you the ravens are a really good football team 
But there's the flip side argument that people are making, which is if you're a really good football team, there's no way you can be a good football team and blow two separate three-possession leads at home in as many tries. And I think that as, as trite as it might be, they make a fair point when they say that. Where are you with the totality of what we've seen so far from the Ravens through four weeks? Probably somewhere in the middle, probably trending more towards they're, they're a good team that has some deficiencies that have to be rectified but are fixable uh, to some degree. And I think that stat, well, and I hadn't actually seen that one. That's impressive. Um, or illuminating, I should say. It, to me, not only does it, it illuminate what's going on with Baltimore, but to me it speaks to just why this league is so gosh darn entertaining and why it's often considered week to week any given Sunday because to me that exemplifies the fact that you have to make sure that you take care of all the details and the little things and you never know what play or plays or moment in a game is going to dictate the outcome because for the most part these games come down to one score I mean and that includes some of the worst teams in the league right now and that's where I think Baltimore where there's such an expectation that all those things will always be taken care of that the this year feels at least through four games to be much more high or low um, than, than in previous years that I can remember where the highs are, wow, this team's got the ability to make a Super Bowl run and the lows are, are they going to make the playoffs in a loaded AFC? Evan Washburn is with us here on Glenn Clark radio from CBS Evan, you're down on the sidelines as all this is unfolding on Sunday. Uh, Most players that we have talked to in the last couple years about John Harbaugh's aggressive decision-making have been very much in favor of it. We see this thing with Marcus Peters. I was unaware, it was pointed out to me by someone else, that this all started when Marcus Peters was racing down the sideline to scream at John Harbaugh to take a timeout before they went for it on fourth down. And it kind of had a carryover effect. It's it's an ugly scene. I mean, it's everybody sees it and says, "Hey, this isn't. You're not supposed to see this happen." And I don't think that it's going to have a carryover effect. But it's definitely different than anything we've seen before since the Ravens became this kind of aggressive. We're going to go for it, team. What did you make of all of that as it was unfolding? You were down there seeing all of it right in front of your eyes. Yeah, it, it's really interesting, Glenn, because it, it kind of speaks to, to the moment of that fourth down call as I've, as I've replayed it a number of times. It all kind of happened very quickly, um, whether or not it was to call a timeout or um, the idea of taking points, uh, we don't know. But the it all sort of – those previous situations where the aggressiveness has been highlighted, largely due to success because mm-hmm. that's how we do it. We play the result where – Harbaugh brings Lamar over and says, do you want to go for it? And he says, hell yeah. And then they go for it and it's great. And then I think there was another one on Sunday night football. There wasn't that moment that I could see. Not only did they not take a timeout, I, I, it was okay. We're, it was almost as it was like pre-planned, predetermined, like they're going for it. Um, so there's that part of it. But uh, the larger discussion that I find interesting is the aggressiveness has been celebrated as it should. And I don't really have a problem with the fourth down call. I mean, like I'm the, Again, I'm, I'm a big don't-play-the-result guy. In the moment, I understood it. Uh, but the aggressiveness was and could be viewed as an indictment on the defense and how they were playing and how they're playing right now. And that's a first, especially in Baltimore, where 
a call can be viewed as I'm doing this because I don't have faith in my defense. Now he is obviously, John said, that's not the case. And it's about the math and, you know, we choose to, uh, you can choose to believe that or not, um, that I don't, I can't argue with the math because I, I don't understand it fully. Um, but that, that is a part of this discussion because the way the defense has played the last few weeks. And that to me is the new layer to all of this, where your aggressiveness is going to be celebrated when successful, but on top of when you fail, now in this case, it could be viewed as the the defense is is really a problem. Do you is again? I say worry. It's the wrong thing to ask because you're not a you know you're not a fan. You're a reporter. But yeah, do, do you have any reason to think that there is anything more? Like, do you believe? Hey, this dies. Like these are adults. You know, people get emotional in moments, and we've known Marcus Peters in particular to be an emotional player over the years. And and so okay, no big deal. These guys move on, or do you file it away and say I I do think that's interesting and something that we'll have to monitor for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I I don't think it's it it's there's larger concerns or priorities as I view it uh, for this team than managing personalities and and relationships and and being sensitive to those things. That's not to say there it hasn't been a conversation or an understanding moving forward about uh, where everything stands, but the reality is they need to get prepared to play Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and that defense has to be able to sustain for four quarters, not be one that shows flashes right. and chunks and then has trouble finishing for whatever reason. That, that to me, is, is where after you get through the like, hey, are we cool here kind of thing, which I'm sure at this point probably already happened, um, then that becomes, because if they continue to surrender leads and, and have trouble getting off the field defensively against some of these offenses, that's going to lead to frustration. That's going to lead to outbursts because these are extremely um, competitive people that are playing with massive stakes on the line for their personal careers and as uh, members of a team that has some pretty serious expectations. Evan, do you get the sense that some of these, you know, specifically the defensive problems, but I'll tie that in with running the ball and, and how the run game can help with the defense, and that was a huge story, obviously, in the Miami game. Do you get the sense that this can be fixed kind of internally, that you get a Tyus Bowser back onto the field, and now you've added in Jason Pierre-Paul, but you didn't have Justin Houston on Sunday, so you get those two guys together, you know, David Ajabo at some point, and, and even throwing in that Gus Edwards could still help you in the run game. It would be nice if Ronnie Stanley played football again at some point, and that would probably help you a little bit in the run game. Do, do you feel like what they have still to get back could be the difference in closing the gap, or do you think those problems are maybe bigger than just simply getting a couple of injured players back out on the field? I go back to the conversation we had during the preseason. We were kind of forecasting out this team. And similarly, you presented kind of what this team's expectations and and ceiling could be. And I referenced the fact that, well, everybody keeps saying when this guy gets back and when these guys get back. And thankfully for this team, they've started to get some of these guys back. Marcus Peters is back. I think J.K. Dobbins is starting to look like his old self again. Those things are awesome. But the idea that, you've adding players that are coming off legitimate serious injuries, whether it's two guys with Achilles tendon injuries or Ronnie Stanley, who's barely played in two years coming off what sounds like ankle and more. If you're thinking that's solving 
what problems exist, that to me is a mistake. The hope is they come back and they help you round out what is um, a defense that maybe now would have more depth. But I think it's, it's about whoever is in the building and available just has to be better at running whatever and executing whatever it is they're being asked to execute, whether that's in the run game, in this offensive line, or defensively, uh, a, a scheme that's different. I mean, it sounds like, based off our conversations last week with, uh, with, the, with the guys there and, and just watching it and understanding it from those that are able to break down the film, it's a lot more zone. That can be more challenging to understand, and to, to, it requires a massive amount of continuity and trust and communication. And when people are new to it, you're going to have lapses and you're going to have breakdowns and missed assignments. The hope is that the learning curve is expedited to the point where by next week or the week after they're showing real signs of improvement. But I'm not a believer that even adding a player of Ronnie Stanley's ability at his best is Mm -hmm. solving anything. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think David Ajabo has never played in the NFL. You think he's going to come off of Achilles the last year, uh, not even last year during the spring and all of a sudden be Micah Parsons, Ty Spouser's, shown to be a really solid guy but he's i mean no i'm, I'm not there with the, that's the, that solves whatever perceived problems they have it's interesting is is, is there you know is, like a personnel you know could could should the, the ravens be looking to explore we've seen them be more aggressive in recent years and try to do things at the trade deadline and it's a very un Newsom newsome like thing that eric DaCosta has taken on or Again, is this more of a hey? It's just got to be solved with coaching. It, it's not something that, that can be solved by you know adding in a Roquan Smith or something like that. It's... I think you stay the course. Yeah. I think you also, when evaluating this, coaches and players are immune to excuses. I get it because if they make an excuse, however legitimate it might be, we or those in the media will latch onto it and eviscerate them for it. Uh, so, but I'm a believer that there are reasonable explanations, not excuses for why things happen. And I think part of the evaluation has to be, we played in Miami and Buffalo, the two examples of this defense sort of falling apart in the second half, my opinion, two of probably the top four most explosive and challenging offenses in the NFL right now, you factor in Kansas city, um, when they're at their best, but, but Buffalo, absolutely. And so if you're a defense finding itself and finding its identity and becoming more cohesive and you're then forced to face those two offenses, yeah, that's going to exacerbate some of the, the problems. But that to me doesn't mean you have to be reactionary and try to, again, add pieces that aren't familiar with what it is you're trying to do and think that's going to solve it. That's fair. I mean, I, I think it's completely fair. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not still interested for what it's worth. <laughs> like, I'm, well, I'm I always... think, to your point, I think all, the, all things are on the table right. when, there's, when there's problems and it's week five. And I've said this with you, and it's kind of been what I've you know, felt from day one of basically training camp with all these teams, especially in the AFC, is you can't dig yourself a hole. I, just, I, I think it, it's, it's too talented a conference to put yourself behind the eight ball by week eight or nine or 10, and then think you're going to, I mean, everybody, you can make a run. Obviously we've seen that this team's done that so many times, but man, it's just, it's such a gauntlet. 
Uh, I'll be the one to say it because I know you have to uh, say good things. But, boy, you go from uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson right to Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, just two brilliant uh, matchups back-to-back <laughs> week. So I know, I know. I'll take I'm, it, man. I, it's, it's uh, no, I'm I'm with you. There's, it was going to be tough to beat uh, Lamar and Josh. I will say I've I've uh, I've never done a 49ers game in now nine really? years on the sidelines. Yeah, which is odd. I know. I mean, when you think about it, but the NFC and whatever, sure, however sure. it's fallen. So, if nothing else, man, I'm getting to, to check a box in, in that regard. And I watched Monday night, and I thought, man, this this, this team. <laughs> It's a, talk about stories. I mean, I know we're we're in this world in this bubble of Baltimore and the Ravens, but man, as the world turns in San Francisco with Jimmy back there, it's pretty wild. Um, is, how many more teams are there that are on your list? How many? Is, like, are, 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 there can't be more than like five, right? Well, so here I'll, I'll give you. I mean, you, okay. you've been doing this a long time. You can you can make the call. I've done the Lions twice in the preseason, but never in okay. the regular. Season. Okay, sure. So 49ers and. Never, not even a preseason game, um, and then Lions never in a regular season game, and that's and that it. Would be it. Wow, wow, man, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that you'll like at, at least have done every team. Now it's sort of like visiting every state or something like that that you can now check off. Exactly, um, I get a special pin, and, right, um, right. I get to wear. <laughs> does does Ian present that to you before the game? Like, is there a moment beforehand, yeah. and you salute or? <laughs> Love that. Yeah, he hands it down. He hands it down. <laughs> At Evan Washburn on on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, love you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you as always for doing yeah, no this, problem. man. Great to be with you guys. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Evan Washburn checking in with us here on GCR. Hey, today's show also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. The best place to watch and bet on all sporting events, but most specifically right now during football season, Thursday night games. All day Saturday for college football, all day Sunday, and of course uh, Monday night games as well. I- I'm telling you, you go in there and make your $25 Super Bowl futures bet. You might win. <laughs> like, let's start with that. You might just win money. But you also could end up winning a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. FanDuel.com slash SBNAZ is the website. You make your $25 Super Bowl futures bet. Then you register that bet at that website, and imagine if you bet a Super Bowl futures bet on the Ravens, and the Ravens make the Super Bowl, and you win. T- I mean, it just could be an incredible turn of events. FanDuel.com slash SBNAZ, again, is the website for you to register at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. For better or for worse, I'm told that Drew Forrester is going to stop by here in a little bit, so we'll do that. Uh, Bo Braid from uh, Maryland Football is going to join us as well. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. 
That first bite. Mmm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Ties Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox. Sports, or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So join us live on the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites take home. Glory Days Grill. Great food. Good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Drew Forrester is here, DrewsMorningDish.com. I'm not sure why, but, you know, what the hell? We got nothing else to do. Hey, come so you know, so- You're not a coffee aficionado, right? I'm not. Man, this Jamaican Blue Moon. Oh, you love the Jamaican. You've oh. always loved the Jamaican oh. Blue Moon. You've, you've been... It's not the Jamaican you're thinking of, Griffin. Right. <laughs> right. It's, a di- it's a different kind there, kid. I'm, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Totally different kind. It's not the case. Hey, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill is the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Get the details. Reserve yours today. Ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE, and you will save $100 when you do. What's the uh, What's the boss doing in, there, in here today? Is oh, he it might be, might be the day. Today might be the day. Is he evaluating you it's today? Always, I never know. Always. <laughs> I don't know if you felt this when you got, because you got back into a real radio He's recently. He's got a Capitals jacket on. John does. Oh yeah, he's a he's a he oh, likes he? he roots for the teams he in the other for the, cities. He roots yeah. for DC it's teams, really Caps, Maryland. Weird. All right. Well, they play. I don't know if you heard. Colorado. Yeah, down in DC. Um. So <laughs> right, suburb of DC. You know what I'm? You know what I like about you? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. You haven't changed at all in oh, 14 right. years. Right. 
<laughs> 14 years in. You know, like I've said this before. If you go see Fastball, you want them to play the way. You know? I mean, like, if, if you go see Smash Mouth yeah, and well, they don't play that song with yeah, the L on your I would forehead. Pre- I would prefer they play none. But if you don't, they don't play that song about the yeah. L on your forehead, yeah. you haven't right. seen what Smash you, Mouth. What are you doing exactly? Right, right, right. What are you doing? Right. Um, right. Well, when I release my greatest hits album oh, one day, God. I mean, when oh, you get Aerosmith's God. greatest hits, it's got Dream On. You've heard it a million times, Jesus but it still has Christ. Dream On on there. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where the Ravens was. doing. Eh, not so great. All right, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to attempt to have a legitimate sports conversation with you for a minute. Why you bring me in? Because then Bo Braid from Maryland is going to call in, and I'm not sure you've got anything to offer there. <laughs> Dude, I think Willard's going to do a great job yeah, for that. Yeah, he plays football. Uh, huh. um, yeah, I know. Close, though. Close. Uh, I've been posing the question this way. I don't, no, I don't think you should fire him yet, but he's right. But, uh, I don't know if you saw the stat that's going around that the Ravens have trailed for all of 14 I, I, seconds. I know. It's unbelievable. All season long. It's unbelievable. Football Outsiders, who, of course, does the deep analytical, you know, stats driven dives. Okay. They use the DVOA stat. They think the Ravens are their, they're their third choice among Super Bowl favorites at the moment, still, statistically, okay. through what they've seen through four games, despite the fact they've lost two. The flip side argument, of course, is you lose. Two games at home in as many tries where you had three possession leads, you're not a good football team. It's not mm. it's not definitive, it's not based on a statistic, but it's a pretty reasonable argument to make. Where are you with the totality of the first four weeks? Well, uh, it, it's such a week to week league, first of all. It's really, really hard to have some sort of overreaching opinion on it when, and I'll just use as an example, we kind of sort of went in there to New England and clobbered them. Then the next week they went to Green Bay and lost in overtime. Like, the league is insane. We always say that. And any, just it's so weird, right, that anything, literally anything can happen. You, you, I mean, I, they have a pretty much a cupcake schedule now you know again weird stuff could happen they they could go to jacksonville at the end of november and lamar's got a groin strain and doesn't play and, mm-hmm. and but i mean when you look at their schedule they got a they pretty much have an easy schedule i mean they got almost yeah i'm not they, 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 the only thing i'll say about they, that they do i know you're right but i think a lot of us are writing off tampa and i've i've I'm learned not doing that i've learned my lesson i'm not there. i'm not writing them off i'm just yeah. saying uh, uh, Automatic wins. Carolina, automatic win. Atlanta, automatic win. Denver, automatic Duke, win. Like, automatic yeah, win. Right, they're, right, not, they're, they're, not not they're not losing to the Broncos, I can tell you yeah, that. Yeah. No, but th- th- I think they're an 11 or 12 win team if, if they're healthy, right? I mean, we saw last year. They were an 8 and 3 team that was going to be a 12 win team, and guys got hurt, and the whole thing fell apart. Mm-hmm. So you always have to couch that because then people are going to come out and go, oh, I told you, you jerk. They are not a 12 win team. Well, they would have been last year if the whole team doesn't get hurt. But. So the answer to your thing about this, whatever this group, uh, this stats group is, is football outsiders. Is you gotta all you gotta do is get in. I think you you know we all know that, right? You got to get into the postseason in whatever way you get in, and then a lot of times it does turn out to be what's what's the matchup that you get. You're you're probably not going to want to play Kansas City and Buffalo. If you could avoid having to yeah, play both of those yeah. two, right? If if you have to play one of them, okay. But you right. don't really you 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 wouldn't want to go into the playoffs having to having it aligned that you've got to play both of them. That wouldn't be good. Um, I I think the Miami, you know, if you're going to break down the games, I think the Miami thing was kind of an outlier. I, that sort of 
that sort of collapse almost never happens, right? It happens once a decade. And on the flip side, you, you probably do it once a decade where you come back out of the, you know, come sure. back from 21 down. And, yes. Right. So I look at that one a little bit like an outlier and Dolphins are probably better than people thought. And, you know, when their chakras are lined up and their quarterback knows his name, they're not, they're not bad. Um, I think last week was way worse to me. I thought last week was way worse of a loss than the one against Miami. That's interesting. I, I think it was way worse. I, I can chalk up the Miami thing and just say it, it just was one of those things. We we were hurting in the secondary. Their two speed guys crushed us. Their quarterback got the ball to them in some tight spot. Like we could, you you could write that one off. This one last week was really hard to write off. Like you you're ahead twenty to three. They they looked like they're you know sort of in the whole uh, let's just try to not lose forty four to three here today. Let's you know Buffalo looked like until they scored at the end of the half. Yeah, they looked almost uninterested. Then they get the touchdown at the end of the half. Um, now it's sort of, sort of, kind of a game, but it's 20 to 10, but you know, if the Ravens score to make it 27, 10, my thing, right, might, and, thing and, might be and over. And they had but, shown that they could run the ball, which was the difference right, in the Miami game. Right. Like the Miami game, the story, they could not right, run so the we, ball to save their life. Right. So like, you're going to go out, run the ball, and it's right. going to be a different scenario. Right. We're going to take the air out of it. They're going to get, they're right. going to get three or four possessions between in the, th- in the last two quarters. And as long as we score a couple times, they're, they're, they're not yep. – mathematically, they're not going to be able to come back and beat us. Then you have um, – you know, and we don't have to go through it all, but you, so many things – like I always do this, right? When I was on the air, I always talked about the pizza. The, there, were, there were eight big slices you could give away the other day. I mean, for sure. Mm-hmm. Didn't score in the second half. That's a slice. Like you, you, you can't go a half yes. and not score. Correct. Especially at home. And especially like, against you, the Buffalo Bills. You got to – right. So you got to score. Okay, that's on the offense. Um, have no idea why on earth John would have called a, 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 would have challenged that play on the on the never spot of the ball. Never getting a spot challenge it, overturned. It, 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 it never happens. But again, and you say this all the time, and I completely agree. Like, if in that moment, right then on third down, you say to yourself, "Okay, it's third and two. If we don't get this, we're going to go for it here." If that's your mindset and you're obligated to going for it, which by the way. Earlier in the game, they went for it, and they shouldn't have, but they got the first down. But it, that was not a smart move either. But they go for it. I mean, they're, they're, they don't get it, and then you then you challenge it when you always were going to go for it anyway in that, in, in, at that stage. You were always going for it. So why bother wasting the timeout that at that point in the game, you – probably could say hey we're we're going to need this somewhere Correct. whether or not we're going to need it to k- kill their momentum for a, two minutes or what happens if we fall behind and we mm-hmm. need a timeout mm-hmm. so that that's a piece like that, that that wasn't a significant turning point but that you needed that timeout at the end of the game when uh, OA tackled the guy on the 1 yard line right so now we go back to now you keep going forward we you know queen n- n- gave up on the guy when he and Maybe he didn't realize that Josh Allen was going to run back into the middle of the field where he could have had him. Queen giving up on the on the run, um, it, just everything that went, everything that could have gone wrong for them went wrong. And then obviously we have the situation at the end of the game where they go for it on fourth and two. They call this pass play. Duvernay standing there wide open, but Moses misses his block. Zeitler's guy kind of gets in the way. Um, Lamar can't see them in the end zone. Then when he does see him, it's too late, and the guy picks it off. 
Therein, again, another piece. Do anything there, but don't throw an interception. If they get the ball on the two-yard line, and that's the one place where I would agree with John a little bit would be when John said, hey, look, if we don't get it, they got the ball on the two-yard line. So, and, the, and the whole tenor of the, the whole, that whole series now changes. And this is my argument for why I think he was wrong to, to not kick the field goal. I, I, I think he was wrong. I think that the, no matter what, I don't care what your computer tells you, but by the way, that's the that's the and I need to be clear about this. My biggest issue now is him trying to pretend like the analytics said to do it. They didn't. The numbers the, didn't the, say the to number. Do it. Well, the they number, said it was the same, and, and it was negligible, right? That, I mean, the number, the, right, like the number, right? Like anybody, if you know anything about statistics, it's not and 80, data. It's not. Here's the thing. Right. If the numbers say if you score a touchdown here, you got an eighty-seven percent chance. Right. But if you kick a field goal, you only have a fifty-nine percent chance. Right. I might say, oh. Well, I mean, uh, again, it's not about whether you score because there's a risk of you not getting the touchdown. Hundred percent. The numbers were off by two percent right. at most. Right. But the that's thing, that's the same. But uh, the reason and, I thought, the, and I still say this, the reason I thought it was not a wise move to go for it was that, and, and they do this all the time. They they here are the numbers if we kick the field goal. Here are the numbers if we score a touchdown. What they don't say is what are the numbers when he throws an interception in the end zone and the other team right, gets it on the twenty right, yard line. Right. right. So. I thought that when you gave them the ball on the 20 in a tie game, it, 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 it was just like a regular football game for them. It, they, were, they were under no duress to do anything. Correct, that's the point. They weren't under any pressure to make a play. If they would have moved the ball to the 42 with a minute 57 left and then faced fourth and six, they would have just punted the ball away. The, the Bills would have just punted it. And the, Probably. And, well, of course. Yes. They, they would have punted it, and the Ravens would have had a minute 30 to finagle their mm -hmm. way down the field. But they would have never been under the gun. They would have never been in four-down territory if if the Ravens would have uh, – if John would have kicked the field um, – would have kicked the field goal. If John doesn't kick the field goal, right. they're never under duress. Right. If John kicks the field goal, there's four minutes left in the right. game, which is a lot. Right. No question. But it's not a lot. When you and you have when, to score, when, right? You mean Correct. because remember, every play, unless you're hurried, every play takes 35, mm -hmm. 45 seconds, mm -hmm. 40 to 45 seconds, unless you're hurried. Now, they would have been, they would have moved up to the line quicker, yep. but again, the more they get out of their rhythm, the more they're under the gun, the more chances they have for making a mistake. And I know everyone's saying, Yeah, did you see what they did? They drove right down the field, they were going to score anyway. You, you have no idea if that's true. All it takes is Calais Campbell to bat the ball in the air one time. Just one time. Or Owe or Queen to do something positive for once. Just It takes one thing. The, it's raining. The ball slips out of somebody's hand. You get a face mask. But it takes any of that. And they're, and they're out of their element. And I, I, th I don't think there was any accounting for that. Well, I think that... And I and explained I, to it, me, that was their biggest mistake. I, I explained it the way... I have... I don't mind the aggressiveness. There's nothing that defends this. The, the numbers don't say go for it here. The numbers say you have to make a decision. That's what the numbers I say. I think what's interesting. The numbers say you have to, as a human being, sort through everything and figure it out on your own. You can't just default to a computer told me to do something because the computer's not telling you to do something. This is very similar. In, in the moment, they ran the risk of exactly what happened happening. 
never seeing the ball again. Right. I, and that's the difference between that and, and the fourth down thing in the end of the third quarter, which I have no problem. People have different opinions about that. Right. Even though it worked, there is room to have an opinion that, hey, that might not have been a great idea, but the risk was, worst case scenario, we're down one score at the start of the fourth quarter. We're very much right in the football game. The risk here was you don't score and you never see the ball again. Unless you let them score. Which, Correct. It's always a fine line. This is it's so difficult, Drew. I like obviously we all saw the same thing that we did. Of course, now in the last two days we've seen that Adafe Owe damn near got the strip, right? Like he was about an inch away from having the ball. The ball came out briefly. It just so happened that Singletary grabbed it again and held on to it. Um it is so difficult to get everybody on board with exactly what to do here. It's easy to say, hey, if somebody gets behind you, like we saw this in the Minnesota-New Orleans game on Sunday morning, that uh, Marshawn Lattimore was beat by Justin Jefferson and 1,000% should have just given up, should have just said, go score the touchdown. Somebody's behind you. Don't tackle them. You're winning the game for them the moment that you tackle them. But if somebody's just moving the ball down the field and it becomes clear to them that you're not trying to tackle them, then it's easier for them to say, Oh, right. There's a reason why they're not trying to tackle I'll, me. I'll, I'll, I'll fall I, down. I need to hit the turf. Right. Like, it's well, a very difficult thing to do. So, yeah. I, I, the other thing, too, to, just to go back to that whole sequence, like, and, and John, and now, uh, we're never going to know the truth of this, right? Like, this all, this feels like, it feels like this started in 2019 in Seattle when Lamar said, we're going mm, for yeah, it here. Coach, let's go for and, it. And, right. and John's like, okay, I love it. And they get it and they win the game. And it feels like that's when it started. Mm-hmm. And this is now, now, 2022, this feels to me like the team that just shoots three-pointers. This is what we do. Yeah. Go down. Yeah. And uh, somebody would say, we're running a, we're somebody, running a, somebody would say, if that's who you are, you have to be that team. I, like, I totally disagree like with you that. Can't. And I feel like they've morphed into that now. Like, where, And I'm not saying it's Lamar. I'm not. I'm not saying it's Lamar, but if it is Lamar saying to John, hey, we're going for it here, John's got to say, take it easy there, big boy. I coach the team. And I'm not saying it's Lamar. I'm just saying if that's the pressure that John's getting is in his headset, they're saying, hey, John, let's think about this one for a second. And Lamar's yelling at the sideline, we're going for it, we're going for it. John's got to figure out a way to navigate that better. You, You can't. Just let. Mm-hmm. I agree that the players should have a should have some role. I I understand they should have a role in what's going on, but you can't it's let very them uniquely. Be. They, they didn't all seem to be on board with this one. This is the right. first time we've ever right. seen where it wasn't a just kick the field goal, John. And I and it's funny because we always do this, right? Like revisionist history. Of course that play sucked. It didn't work. Soon as Ian Eagle said, and it looks like the oh, Ravens yeah. are going to keep the team on the offense on the field. I went right to the trainer, and I was like, "Bad decision, John. Oh. Bad decision. Don't do this. Like, I, kick the field goal." Because I, I just felt like giving them, giving them even the remote possibility of getting the ball back on even a one, the two, but giving them the chance to get the ball back and you not scoring could have been deflating. And funny enough. I almost think there's something to be said about the fact that it happened at home. That they are almost under more duress at home. It's interesting. To me. Why? why? Because of what happened against Miami. They, like you now there's demons involved. And, now there's, yeah, and, people got, are, and, and, and they know. They, they, they can sense it. They're not stupid. They know people are hooting and hollering and yelling. Right. And 
They're not. They're not dumb. It's interesting. They can hear it. They it's can hear you yelling down there at the sidelines. Look, man. That all that matters as much as what happens on Sunday night. Obviously, like that. All of that stuff, the esoteric stuff, matters just as much as do you turn around and go beat the Bengals on Sunday. If you do, that's all gone, right? Like if you do, there's none of this. They've been struggling at home. They've sure. Lost. And by the way, it's so silly to bring up like, well, they've lost five straight. Oh, at yeah, that, that, whatever that, happened that, last year is that might be the dumbest thing anybody on, man. Does. Like right. those weren't the Ravens. Right. I. Like, they were guys wearing purple. I one million like, percent agree with that. that um, that's dumb to say. But that. if they, turn, I get it. Like from a record standpoint, correct. It's got to be record. Yes, it's factually accurate. But it has but, last year's team has nothing to do with this. But if they lose on Sunday night against the Bengals, one thousand percent. I do think it would be potentially relevant. If Lamar quarterback in all I, those games, I agree. I agree with all of that. Yeah. The moment your quarterbacks go on, it's you're that's not the team. Like it's a different thing. Um, agree. Like it's a, agree. That's the way the, the we league just, works. We we just I wrote this this morning. Like because we like to argue about stuff now, and now we're arguing about Aaron Judge. <laughs> I don't like I, like the, not, that, but, so but that's dumb. my point. Like yeah, we're arguing about something that fact, is cl- factually is clearly nothing to argue about. Correct. He is not the all-time home run. There's John no, Heyman just wrote this oh, big I, thing today. I, we already had our. We did yeah, our five you, minutes on John Heyman. I mean, earlier. Come on. This is this, is, this is also is what the, we do. But you know what? This is also the problem, and I, I blame a, a society for this. I don't know at this point. John Heyman was has always been a re- respectable-ish baseball reporter. I don't know if he's moved into the part of his career where he's just a carnival barker now. I don't know. This is what I kind of hate about how media has turned. I don't know if he's just being performative for the sake of being performative right. or if he actually believes this nonsense. And that's what makes this all so frustrating is it was easy for me to say, of course, I don't care about what Skip Bayless says or about what Stephen A. Smith says. Or They're, they're performative. Like they're, It's nonsense. Right. They're carnival barkers. But now that is seeped into regular reporters. I don't know who's just saying things for the sake of saying them now to try to get attention and it's infuriating because no, there is no world like that nonsense, nonsense. All right, um Drew Forrester's here. Our number one of today's program is in the books. It was also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Maryland football is off to a 4-1 and one start. They get ready to face Purdue on Saturday at noon, trying to stretch that out to 5-1. and one. Joining us now, a man who has been very involved the defensive side of the ball, he has been mixing it up all season long, causing turnovers, making life hell. He is Bo Braid, and he's with us now here on GCR. Bo, it's Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Of course. How are you doing? Everything is good, man. I imagine life is pretty good for you guys right now. I'm sure you're still stinging you know, what, what could have been about Michigan, but you know, everything seems to be clicking for you guys at the moment, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, can't live in the past, but definitely one that got away from us. But on to the next week. No doubt, man. Uh, Abo, this team coming into this season, I've talked to a few guys. The confidence that you had based on what happened a year ago, did you guys come into this believing like, hey, we have a real chance to make some serious noise and to compete? And people are writing us off and saying they think we can accomplish, but did you guys internally have the belief that you could be a threat in the Big Ten this season. Yeah, of course we uh, we knew we could what we were capable of doing, and we could be a big threat. We knew that people also. Oh, I actually muted myself. People would also underestimate us. So, um, you know, just we love being 
underestimated, especially because, you know, you get a jump on the opponent and surprise them. But, yeah, we knew what we were capable of. Does it, does it feel, you know, obviously – a, a win like Michigan State, I know people point out that Michigan State's a little bit down, but this is still a program that's been top-notch and has been tough for Maryland the last few years, right? Does something like that do something for you guys to, to, to elevate that belief and to say, hey, we've, we're proving it now. What we believed internally, now we, we know. It's factual. We can beat any team in this league. Yeah, I mean, uh, Michigan State's a good team, uh, you know, especially those conference games, those conference wins. Are definitely big but um we knew what we're capable of so it's really like every game we go into knowing what we're capable we can do and then we just play to our standard not the other team or who they might be but our standard of perf- uh, perfection so yeah hey Bo, the, you know there's um always been talk at college park about uh, and not just under uh, coach loxley but you know going back coaches before about the lack of local guys um, and Mike has done a really good job, it seems, of bringing in. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm a Calvert Hall guy, so I'm I'm very uh, fond of Daniel Owens. Um, the, there's been this talk all the time about local guys not sticking around, and you did that. You you know you turned down offers from some other big big time schools. Do you? Does this sort of vindicate your decision? You feel like, hey man, we're we're having a really good year. I'm having a really good year. Not that you haven't played well before, but does this this season now feel like maybe you're vindicated a little bit for this decision? Um, yeah, but I mean, just off a school standpoint, Maryland's such a great school that I already knew that it was the right decision for me. Hmm. But I feel like a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, young players, high school players around the area might think it's a little bit of uh rolling the dice because of our, uh, we haven't been so, uh, product, so productive in the past with our, uh, you know, football. Um, but you know, making that, making the standpoints we have and, uh, playing the big games we are playing and have already played. Just shows the uh, you know younger generation, younger generation of players that we uh, we are what we're talking about. We are a big team, and we um, you know go out every day playing you know how we know we can. Was your dad mad because you didn't go to Virginia Tech? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he was a little upset during the process, but no, he understood. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sure he's very been very happy for you, right? That, that it worked out. Bo Braid with us here on GCR. Um, the point, of course, Bo from Clarksville went to River Hill, and I did not know that you were a huge Ravens fan uh, growing up, and that like the Ravens were the thing for you. I know you guys got to go down before the season and be in the tunnel and high-fiving the guys ahead of a preseason game. What was that like for you as a kid who grew up loving the Ravens? I mean, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you know, growing up, Loving Ravens mostly because of their, you know, defense with Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and just being, you know, in the same spot of those legends. And then, I mean, now I'm just like, I just like football, you know, just in general, no matter who's playing, no exact team, you know. My favorite player right now is Minka Fitzpatrick in the Steelers' uh, safety, so. Wait a second. You know. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a, yeah. s- wait a second. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even hear that. Bo. I didn't hear that. Bo. <laughs> come come, yeah. come on, dude. Like I, you're, you're like talking about how much you love the Rave. You can't. No, that's not okay. I've, I've been a Minka fan since he was in Alabama, but oh. yeah. Oh, man. Okay, but like when the Ravens play the Steelers, could, you're still rooting for the Ravens, right? Yeah, my family. 
Ravens fan. Yes, this sir. is a big answer from you. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a big answer. <laughs> Everything was going so well. Everything was going so well right up until that moment. Uh, I, I get it. We, it. Reluctantly, we'll acknowledge he's a hell of a player. We will acknowledge that Minka yes, is a hell of a football player. Um, uh, both the, the way that you've kind of broken out this season and have really been in the mix, making huge plays all throughout the course of the year. Um, did, did you feel something coming on for yourself this season? Did you kind of have that, like, you know, again, confidence that this was going to be your opportunity to prove to the world what it is that you're capable of? Um, yeah, I definitely felt like I was, um, it was my chance to prove to people what I was capable of, especially since people didn't really know me, uh, too well. I knew that I had big shoes to fill me and my really position room because both of our starting safeties. Uh, went to the next level. And so, you know, that uh, Sunday right after the bowl game, I was in here working out and, you know, our just, you know, it's not me, it's our safety room in general. Just we had big shoes to fill. So we've been working hard throughout practice in the off season, you know, just making sure that, you know, when the time comes, we do what we know we're capable of doing. It's been working out all right for you. That's for sure. How do you guys stay grounded? Like you guys, you know, you get a big win, and, you know, it's followed up on a solid performance on the road. Like, how do you guys not get ahead of yourself and start thinking about, like, hey, you know, Maryland fans are starting to think, like, maybe you guys could run the table and we could have college game day here for the Ohio State game or something like that. Like, fans get carried away. How do you guys make sure that you're not doing that and you're just thinking about, hey, Purdue, that's what we got to worry about? Yeah, um, we just take it really one week at a time. We know that – um Every team we play, especially in this conference, is a great team. Um, they're going to give you the, your best every day. So we just make sure we know that we can't. We got to come out with the same energy every game, no matter who we play. I mean, so far so good. So far so good. Uh, what Drew brought up about staying local. Um, yeah, how much do you sense that that tide has turned? And, and, and Drew mentioned that Mike Loxley, of course, being a guy who's from DC, he has gone out of his way to prioritize throughout his career keeping the talent from this area here how much do you sense that maybe the tide has turned a little bit and more guys from maryland from the dmv are going to choose maryland in the coming years um i think uh the tide has started turning already you know a, a lot of the top recruits from the last year um are here now you know we have um jan saray and then we have octavian smith and then, you know, uh, Jay Sean Barham, and, you know, these are freshmen that are already playing, mm -hmm. too. You know, Preston Howard. So I think these young kids that are in high school see that, you know, players that they might have played against really at the high school level are playing now at Maryland, and Maryland's doing great things. So I think those are big things that, uh, you know, they'll look at and be interested in. Do you ever uh, allow yourself to think about the dream, like that maybe one day you could put on the purple yourself and come running out of that tunnel? You ever like allow your mind to wander there at some point? I mean, right now I'm trying, you know, one game at a time, but also looking at the next level. But you know, yeah, yeah, it would be long, a pretty long as it's not black and gold. It, yeah, it, yeah, you can go anywhere yeah. except there. That's gonna be all you know. There is a former River Hill to Ravens connection, uh, Michael Campanero, of course. Once upon a yes, time. Sir. Uh, who played at River Hill, ended up being a Baltimore Ravens. So there is uh, some precedent for something like that to play out. Hey, Bo, uh, social media-wise, where can Maryland fans be giving you a follow? Twitter, Instagram, anywhere like that. What can we plug for you? Uh, Instagram, just my name, Bo Braid. 
um, Twitter, B-E, Braid, my last name at 02. And, yeah, right there, there Twitter and Instagram. Give him a follow in those places. Bo, congratulations on what's already been an awesome season, man. Best of luck against Purdue on Saturday. We'd love to chat again. Can't wait to see what's next for you guys as the season continues. Thank you for taking the time for us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bo Braid, uh, Maryland Safety, with us here on GCR. Nice. He's smelling upset. Oh, you, you're going to call Purdue on Saturday? <laughs> That's wrong. Should have mentioned that to him. That's wrong. Yeah, I know. Bo, I'm sure he would have loved that. Hey, Bo, I'm smelling yeah. upset. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's a weird uh, – I, I, It is weird to talk about Maryland football and be like, they're not well, losing to Purdue. It's, it's even weirder. <laughs> so I'm beca- – because I, because I care so much about right. Maryland – Everything's a trap to me, right? Like when I when I see two weeks ago Maryland's only only a four, what is it fourteen point dog to Michigan? I'm like, no, yeah, it should be thirty eight. No, right, right, right. I've watched way too much Maryland football in my life to fall for that trap. Right, and of course, you know they 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 fight yeah, like there. hell and, right. and and they make it a one score game. So then the next week they're they're it's s- called a cover by the way it is they just definitely so you, they definitely so you, covered just so you know and I didn't have that I didn't oh I was bet told that's that. what it's called oh yeah you heard <laughs> that somewhere then last week they're they're seven and a half point favorites against Michigan State and you're like yeah right really what uh, look at the schedule right now they're four oh, they, and one. They, they they could they could easily win the next four that's the crazy part they could be eight and one no question about it like the crazy part is Purdue at Indiana Northwestern at Wisconsin now I or, get it like maybe by firing the coach at Wisconsin stub your toe in one of those but uh, I think they got a good chance to be eight they and have one. a legitimate chance to be a- eight and, and one realistically if they aren't seven and two at a minimum yeah it's some, then way, in some then, way that's a little bit disappointing yeah at this point, right, right right like which is it's nuts to say that but at this point it would almost be disappointing if they were to only win two of those next four right Right, um, but like then you start imagining like what if like what if they're eight and one going to Penn State because we talked about this a lot over the years. You whatever you are, sometimes your record can inflate that, right? Like that. Well, sure. You know, you could be a decent team, but your record makes you say no. Well, you're the Giants are a good example of that right now. The Giants are three and one. Right. They're not going to win eight games. None of they're us going to win seven games. <sighs> The Giants aren't going to win seven they, games. They do get to play. Well, that's true. Washington, well, that's true. Dallas obviously has been much better right. than we thought they were going to be. But the Giants are three and one. And um, yeah, I hear you. They have no I, business exa- being exactly. But at some point, you go from three and one to eight and one. It kind of doesn't matter what we thought right. you were. Oh, right, right, right. You are what you are. And then all of a sudden, internally, you believe that you're that good. And I'm not saying that Maryland's ready to go beat Penn State on the road, but who knows? Right. Who knows? You right, start sure. getting carried away. Sure, sure. All right, uh, we got to get to Would You Rather Wednesday when we come back in. Uh, have you are you, have you, have you covered the fishing scandal at Drew's Morning Dish? Uh, I haven't, but I saw it. It's the greatest story. In I haven't, but I, but it doesn't beat the it's, thing last week. Well, no, nothing beats the. By the way, I the believe che- that they came out this week and said, that, like the chess organization said, we believe it to be true. <laughs> I got to I got to double check. On I that. want to see that press release. I'm well, I mean, kinda, it's I'm it's sure. October, but the story of the year is over. Oh, my there, God. you're not. There is no beating this story. Uh, cre- chess investigation. Uh, you know what? Let's talk. Let's talk about it when we come back. <laughs> We're so far. I've only taken one break. We got three more breaks to take. Take a break. We'll talk about it, and then we'll get into Would You Rather Wednesday. <laughs> Drew Forrester's here. Drew's Glenn Clark Radio. 
See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face and did he go there like is that the corday went to towson he went there for like a semester i never knew yeah. that and apparently, like, one day last year, he just showed up trying yeah, to play basketball. I was, I was very, because I, I wasn't, for whatever reason, I wasn't on campus that day, and I was like, why wasn't I there? He just showed up. Yeah. Like, and wanted to play basketball. Yes, he did. So, do you know the story? I never, I, this is a true, I swear, I, just, I knew nothing about the story. So, Corday is a rapper, dating Naomi, Naomi Osaka, apparently went to Towson for a little while, and showed up one day last year just trying to play basketball at the Towson Center. 
or maybe it was at. Maybe, hang on a second. Sorry, Drew. <laughs> you, you, you missed his. Should have played, played for the well, team. They were good last year. I'm not sure if you. Oh, they, yeah, they yeah, were. That's right. That, <laughs> Stop. They were good. They, not in the, in the CA tournament, uh, but they were good. <laughs> Settle down. So he shows up just trying to get a run. And maybe not even at, at the Towson. Maybe it was at Burdick. Was that where it yeah, was? Yeah, well, it was at Burdick so, is part of the Towson. So <laughs> they, they get there, and Naomi Osaka's there with them. And she goes to walk in, but she has a dog. And the people at Burdick say, Can't bring the dog in. You can't come in. Service dog. All you got to say is it's a service dog. That's a good point. She probably should. If you just say service dog, you're good. To Naomi Osaka. I know, or she could say I'm the number one tennis player. Yeah, anything like that. That won't work as well as the service dog thing. They say to Naomi Osaka, sorry, you're out of luck. (laughs) So apparently, he just went ahead and played basketball, and she just sat in the car. I love it. For like an hour and a half. Naomi Osaka just sitting in a car love it. on campus at Towson. With, with her dog. With her dog while Corday was in playing basketball. Well, they had a big protest the other day, a big political uh, protest I, the other day. It's not my Towson. apartment. Yeah. I, we, I don't know. How does it help me? People, people love showing up on the campus and, you know, like with their praise Jesus signs. That happens often. I do that all the time. So that, I mean, that, 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 that might be me. Yeah. <laughs> they say far worse things. Hey, praise, oh, praise hey, Jesus. If, if, uh, if you missed... If you, we're going to move on. Okay. If you <laughs> missed it, Stan the Fan Charles Ross Grimsley hosted a bit of a roundtable on Monday to uh, put the finishing touches on Orioles season. You can find it right now. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Who's one of the World Series? I, I, I assume it's the Astros, right? Like, I assume it. I know the Braves are the team. Like, right now, if you were betting – they're the horse to bet on at the moment, right? Hot because they they're, in, they're red hot. They're already winning or whatever. playoff like games at this point. Like nobody is handling them. I mean, that was pretty impressive last weekend. It's incredible when they beat Degrom, Scherzer, and yes. Bassett three in a row. Correct. Uh, that I mean, I mean, can you imagine the Mets with eight days left in the season? They have a two game lead, and they say, "Oh, no matter what happens, and if they just that win, weekend, and if they just win one, they've got the tiebreaker that weekend." Yes. We've got DeGrom, Scherzer, and Lined Bassett it going. We're good. Lined it up. I got a weird feeling Toronto might win it. I don't think so. There's, I mean, I guess. They have a chance, obviously. <sighs> Why? They, because Why? they can hit. So, they can hit. I understand that. They can that. hit. And all I, they need to do is cobble together. I know their bullpen's been, that's the, their bullpen's been hurt, but I don't know, man. I, I just have a weird feeling they're coming out of the American League. I don't know. I don't see it. My pick's going to be the Dodgers for, since everyone's oh, really? overlooking them for it, some that's reason. The really? fun, you know what's really, really funny about that? Like yeah. you, you react that <laughs> right. way, but you know damn well oh, yeah, no one lose. is picking the Dodgers. Oh, they could lose, for sure. Because they always lose. Right. The only time they ever won is when it wasn't real. Right, right, right. right. Like, no doubt. They, for whatever reason. You won that one, but it's a half a ring. Yeah, right? Like, yes, technically it counts. Like, nobody's saying give it back, but we all know it wasn't real. Right. Like, be like winning an NFL Super Bowl when you and the season was only 10 games. And, and they didn't play the games, and they they played all the games in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like it, it wasn't just, a real I just world a weird series. Feeling Toronto's the team. It's an interesting. I don't. I don't. Know. I, don't I can't join you there. Sixteen okay. to one right now. I have worked. Toronto. I'm a man after my own heart. Right, right away. Right. Right. right <laughs> went right for the betting line. Yeah, he knew. Um, I continue to operate under the Astros are just the most complete. This season Verlander had is on. Un- 
real. How is it possible? He didn't dive into the fountain of youth. I mean, he, he dove into the ocean of youth. Uh, we had a conversation. I wrote about it today. Do you realize his ERA is 1.75? It's not, it's not. His whip is .083. It's insane. 083. It doesn't even allow a base runner in. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. Um, 18 we, and 4, 28 starts. You know how many times this year he allowed more than three earned runs? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, how many times this year he allowed one earned run or less out of 28 starts? One earned run or less in 28 starts. 28 starts. He allowed one earned run or less five times. Uh, try 20. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he allowed 20 earned runs. I mean, he, he in 20 games, he allowed one earned run or less. Listen to this. Here's a better stat for you. In two games this year, he allowed more than three earned runs, two. He allowed four and six. Ready? If he allows three earned runs in both of those games, just three. His ERA is 1.4. <laughs> All right, so I got to tell you it's what, unreal. I, what I just did there is I assume. Oh, by the way, he had Tommy John surgery. He's 39. Right, hang on, he I, had Tommy John surgery a year ago. I What I assumed is it was a large number, so I needed to go with a number smaller than that in order to get the payoff, which was you saying, no, you're way off. Like, it's 12. Because my thought was it might be around 10. It was 20. So I said, let's go lower than that so I can get the payoff of Drew being like, you're an idiot. It's, right. it's 12. Oh, you are an idiot. It's 20. Yeah, as it turns out, I could have said 12. And you'd have been way off. You would have been able to get the exact same. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. That is unbelievable, man. He has 244 career wins. And, you know, 250 now is the new 300, right? Oh, like yeah. When you get to oh, two, yeah. You're not when getting... you get to 250 now, right. Right. you're You've... probably a first ballot Hall of Famer in the way that you are if you get to 300. Give me, give me quickly three priorities for you for the Orioles offseason. Um, well, if the room, I mean, you know, I don't, you probably heard this as much as I've heard it, that they're interested in Swanson and Rodon. Um, I, I mean, e either one of those guys would be awesome, right? I mean, obviously, if it's Swanson, then Mateo, uh, something I, happens there. I love, I got, look, man, but I, I hate I, feeling I think this the, way. I, lo I love the Rodon I, thing. I think I'm not making any decision based around Jorge Mateo. I'm not making okay. A so there you go. So go sign Dansby Swanson. But I, if you said priority and you gave me, you know, you wanted me to put it in order, I would say that Rodon is the is the number one priority. Left-handed, they don't have one of those that's any good. The Zimmerman guy's no good. He went to Loyola. Um, they he wasn't even on the team. <laughs> <laughs> they um, I I think Rodon would be a great signing for them. This guy. Um, he acts like he went to Calvert Hall. Like he acts like it's in his blood. Well, it he's, is in my blood. He's, he's been around I, for like six years. My kids, though. No, I've been there 11 years, by the way. It's been 11 years. It has been 11 years. Um, so that would be number one. I, I mean, number one priority would be would be a, a starting pitcher or two. Here's, I do think, that, I do issue, think they're going to bring Lyles back. Don's been my guy the entire time. I am just more and more convinced that we're, we're being ridiculous, that the, the, they're not paying that price. Like th I think when we started this, I think when we started this with Rodon, we believed that it that he wasn't going to be a two hundred million dollar pitcher. That was part of the reason why we identified Rodon as the guy that made the most sense, is because we looked at it and said, "Here's the guy that you got to get a, a real contract to, but it's not the ungodly contract to." And I think that his he started moving more towards the ungodly contract territory, and I don't believe that the Orioles are going there yet. I. And some of that is until I see it, I won't believe it, right? Like, because they don't do that. That's not been how they've operated. And then I also worry, like, there's also still the part of me that's caught up on the, if if they do that, are they really doing more? And if they're not, 
I don't think they're one starting pitcher away from being ready to make a move towards being a World Series contender. I know Bassett's got a, a mutual option thing. I, I would he he'd be an, a tier a tier two guy, mm-hmm. I guess, if mm-hmm. you will, better than Lyles, not as good as Rodon, but I I think Bassett would be a nice you know he's had some American League experience. I like him. Um, they clearly need a catcher, uh, right? So right, um, yes. figured out. I you know so I would say. What they really need is just p- more pitching. Um, I-, I think guys like Kramer and Bradish are written in as starters, you know, next March or next April. But is there any train of thought at all that if you were to get a couple of quality starters, you know, they become bullpen guys who spot start here and there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think you've got to make a, dis- a determination. And maybe it requires one more year, but maybe you got to start deciding what you're going to do with Austin Hayes long term. Like, is is he going to be part of this? Well, I'm or definitely not? again, I'm not making any decision right. based so, around so Austin there, Hayes. So there, so there you go. Like, uh, is there an outfielder yep. that you could go out and get numbers wise um, that's better? Clearly, he wouldn't. He would cost a lot more because Hayes mm-hmm. is cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to give you the name of a guy. I'd love to see them go get. But I don't want to give him twenty five million either, and that's J D Martinez. But I would not want to like overpay for I, him. While I understand but if J D Martinez wants to come and play for a reasonable salary, adding a thumper to the middle of the lineup is absolutely something. He's just going to be the D H, right? But yep. like, and you got Santander who kind of, sort of does and, and the and same thing. It comes thing. back to the question of how how much are you planning on having Adley Rutschman catch? Like that's the the biggest, well, not the biggest, but one of the bigger issues that faces the Orioles right now is they're kind of holding two positions for Adley Rutschman. Like they're holding catcher, and part of the decision they made on Trey Mancini was we're not going to sign him back because we're not going to have pay somebody to be a DH when Adley Rutschman's going to have to be the DH twenty five games a year. Oh, or it's whatever. way more than twenty five. Okay. I mean, like, it's, you don't think he'll catch 140 games? I don't next think there's year? a chance in hell. Okay. I think the question's more like, is he going to catch 100 games next year? Okay. Like, okay. Look, oh, look okay. at the. So, so then you're eliminating Chirinos. Uh, I, you would have to do better from your backup catcher. Like, you have to get more production from whoever your second catcher is because there's going to be way too many times. Uh, I, here's what I would say to you I would agree with that if your numbers are right. Let me, let if me. Rutschman's going to catch 110 games. Or 105. So, so this season, so let's project this. This season, he caught... 75 games. He started, he caught 83 games. Okay. He DH'd 23 times. Okay. So that's in 106 games, right? This, is, so, this ought to be good. Oh, I have to. I'm not, peri- I can't this do this all, by this, head. Here we go. I think I'm doing this by Here's head. what your Perry Hall education not gets you, kids. Not a chance of that. <laughs> so 83 divided by 106 is he caught 78% of the time. So okay. so thirty percent of the game. So twenty percent of the game. So there's one thirty. So it'd be one twenty six. Yeah. Okay. One twenty six. So is so, the so here's 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 how you solve this. If those numbers are right, and he's going to catch next year one twenty five to one thirty. By the way, if that's what they're going to do, I because I don't think that number is going up. Okay. I think it's but, more it, but if that's to go the number, the other. If way. they sit down this right. off season and they say, here's the deal, if it, assuming he's healthy the whole year. We're going to let him catch 125 games mm-hmm. max. Mm-hmm. You got to find somebody else to catch you to 37. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you think you can survive a Torino's uh, type for 37 yeah. games? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think there's some value to him. And it's I'm not clearly not at the plate. Yeah. But, but, right. but you also have to remember. Oh, no. He was before Adley Rutschman. Torino's was doing an excellent job with the staff. Correct. Like, there's no question and, and, about that. And also remember, it, it it isn't easy to do what they're asking him to do. Right. To come in cold. and Sure. Yep. It's, it, I'm not saying he would be a 250 hitter if he called 125 games no. or anything like that. But. If you called, if you knew going into the season you were going to catch sixty games, I, I think you would be your numbers would be better. You'd be getting more plate appearances. You'd be you'd be fresher, right? But I'm then I'm going to say to you, if they say that number's one ten, mm-hmm. which you kind of alluded to before, now I don't know that I'm going to have him catching fifth. If he catches fifty two games, that's almost two games a week. Mm-hmm. You, you can't try to 180 guy out there or a 200 guy out there other than Odor. You can't try him out there two days a week. Well, you can't do that again. You can't. Uh, you can't do that. I know. Don't I know. be surprised. I'm, I understand, but you can't. Like, don't. I know. I know. I know. I'm just still going to say. Mean, the, the, you can't. the only thing I've, I've – Mr. Roper loved uh, Suzanne Summers more than the Orioles That's love Odor. That's true. That's a good point. Barely. That's a good point. Um, anyway, I, I, I think pitching – I do think if they need to make a decision with Austin Hayes, and I don't know that the time has come to Fisher Cup bait with him, and I don't know that he has any trade value. I also think that there is a chance that maybe, and I don't know which one I'm talking about. I'm not saying it's Westberg or Ortiz or one of those guys, but you know they got yeah, they have four a glut, or five they have guys a of middle infield, <laughs> and especially if you're thinking about signing a shortstop this offseason. right? All so, of a sudden, you don't so have So, can enough. you package Westberg and Kowser and Hayes? Just use those three. Can you package those three guys up and get? Right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Right. But can I you go get a re- look. The Yankees gave up. The Yankees got Harrison Bader, or I should flip this. The Cardinals gave up Harrison Bader and got Jordan Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, when that trade happened, I, I almost drove off the road. I'm like, what on earth are the Yankees thinking about? Right. Well, like, what are you doing? I hear you. So if that if that trade can be made, the Orioles could get anything for those three guys. Not not anything, but I but I, something reasonable. I get it. Yeah. I get exactly what it is that you're saying. The issue that I'm I, I'm gonna have when you throw in Colton Cowser there, I, I'm is, just using that. I, it could be any I, of them. I think that you're identifying Colton Cowser as it, like. I love Cedric Mullins, right? But I don't know how long they can go with having a mediocre arm in center field. And Cedric Mullins covers enough ground. Medi- mediocre call, by the way. And I, I hear you, hey, right? Take, take, take it trying, easy. I'm trying to be fair. I'm <laughs> right. trying to be fair. It's not like he... Johnny Damon called and said, yeah, that guy's fair. That guy's arm is lousy. I think that you are pr- prioritizing the Colton Well, you know, Kowsers. he almost had 3,000 hits in his career. Do you know that? I think, remember, we talked you know about Johnny this Damon before. Almost I think we remember we Chris, had this conversation. How many hits did he have? Oh, Chris. Good old Chris. <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> He looks what like a Chris that? to me. What? He looks like a Chris to me. Didn't anybody ever tell you that? Hey, are you? By the way, are you fasting you like today or not? I did not fast. You no. did not fast. Thanks for calling me out. I'm so, oh, <laughs> you could have lied. But did anybody yeah, ever tell right, you that? Did you look like a Chris? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying. Damon um, had a two. Uh, by the way, to all to all those who are a, a peaceful fast, to all of you who yes. are fasting. Listen today. to this. Two thousand seven hundred sixty-nine. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. It's crazy. What are you fasting for, by the way? 
Yom Kippur. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what I should you, be. <laughs> what are you fasting for? Yes. I didn't know. It's a pretty significant day, I, man. I, I understand that, Come but on. I didn't know that's why he All was right. fasting. All right. um, He's a whiz. Yeah, I, I don't think you can. I don't think specifically you can move Colton Kowser because I think Colton Kowser has to be your center fielder within the next two years. I and and then that, move, then then package Rutch, I mean, uh, package Mullins up and move. Yeah, him I think there's a limit to what you can get for Mullins because of his age. I think you'd have to be looking at something else. Like, I that's my be, point. I'd almost be looking at multiple infield pro at this point. Like, I'd be looking at both Westberg and Norby, for example. Like, I'd be looking. Can any of the, that? Well. Mountcastle developed into a very good defensive first baseman. So when I say can any of them play first base, sounds like I'm taking a shot at him as a defensive player, and I'm not because he 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 is really good defensively, but his bat is so no, hot he, and cold. You have to have you have to be more, and you have to get on base more than he's gotten on base to be promised first base. Like to be promised that right. a position where you have to get production from, right. or is just a position where you put somebody else that can't. There's a guy like, in Chicago, although he didn't have a. Great Not team. a great, no, no. He had a really he, nice when he played in, And when he played in Baltimore, <laughs> it, was, it was a world beater. Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, quickly, this is the update on the chess thing. Oh. And then we'll get a break, oh, and then we'll play with the other one. This is the greatest story. From CNN. Teenage chess grandmaster Hans Niemann, quote, likely cheated, unquote, in more than 100 online matches, including ones with prize money involved, according to an investigation by one of the sport's most popular websites. The 72-page report by Chess.com was released on Tuesday. Okay, a month that, that, that's a little extreme. Yeah, it doesn't seem necessary. <laughs> right. A month after controversy erupted at a top tournament when the world chess champion accused the 19-year-old American of cheating. According to the report, first referenced by the Wall Street Journal, Neiman privately confessed to cheating to the website's chief chess officer in 2020, which led to him being temporarily banned from the platform. The report said chess.com closed Neiman's account in September, given his previous acknowledgments of cheating, suspicions about his recent play, and concerns about the How do you cheat in chess? In his rank. How? How? We already had the conversation. No, no, no. I know. I know. Let me rephrase that. I know what the mechanism was. I'm asking, how how do you cheat in chess? Maybe somebody was so, yeah, like somebody else gets to watch, and you have other people helping you with the decisions that you're making. Okay, so there you go. So they're saying to you, move move your. You explained it. Um, my point being, I'm playing you in chess. You have no idea what I'm going to do. Now, once I make the move. Now you can cheat if that's the word. Right. If you now you can get assistance, mm-hmm. but you don't know what I'm doing next. You have no idea what I'm doing next. Well, that's true. But I okay. You, you could. But start, I'm just trying to figure out how all of this. I get it. I, but you have an amount of time. To I make gave, your I sent move. you the one thing last week and said, but go ahead and try this yourself. <laughs> right. See if it helps you. Yeah. No, but I get it. But like it's, it was it's weird. It hasn't made me any better at this. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like I understand in poker, I I might keep using it anyway. (laughs) Right, right. I understand in poker, if I see your cards somehow, correct. I got a. I did bring this up with massive advantage. I was like, I was like, so those TV tournaments where like we see what somebody else's hand is. I mean, somebody knows what the hand is. I would assume there's a delay there, but I would not. I would assume. Well, they don't. Well, then if there was a delay, it would make it worse. They but they they broadcast some of them live. Yeah, they did. But that's my point about chess. Like, I, I, I believe this guy cheated, and I think he found a unique way to do it. Oh, a very but, unique way to do it. But yes, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how. Now you said it. Someone smarter than him. It would be. I mean, it would be akin to me going to a chess tournament. 
right and having the the device right and someone when i go when i go to move the rook when i put my hand well, on no, the rook the, the guy clearly knows how to play this guy is clearly yeah, a chess not, that's player. the whole right. thing too like I'll, I'll i don't have to even give the name and if i did no um, nobody would know who it is anyway there was a guy in the 90s who cheated in the maryland amateur stroke play okay and was in my group i didn't catch him it was masterful what he did but he got caught and the irony of it was all he, was, was he stuffing lead weights in his face? No, no, no. <laughs> the irony of it was, should be in jail. He didn't have to cheat. He was really, really good. Okay. okay. So now, what he was doing was, if he had a twenty-five foot putt on the for birdie, he was walking up with a towel in his hand and dropping a dime halfway to the hole and picking it and picking it up. That's okay. how he was cheating. Okay. But he didn't have to do that. Right. He could have just played and, and been he, very good. Right. He, right. So this guy was an accomplished chess player. What we got to cheat for? So this report does not confirm the anal bead portion okay. of the story. All it says... Well, then, uh, we, then we got to do more research. Yeah, right. We need a little bit more. We have to get to the bottom, no pun intended, right. the bottom right. of whether this unfolded. Because if it did, my God, innovative. <laughs> Innovative. I mean, we open up an entirely I, new you world. You got to really start considering. Maybe how those you can dudes. Maybe those dudes in fishing could have just had right. someone else right. like checking where all the fish are on radar and and hitting them with the the jolt in order to go get the real fish. Like maybe no they doubt. didn't need to do all the the weight stuffing. It's a great they story. Could have gone the other way. It's almost as good as the story about the West Virginia football player broken in their ah yes with wearing, his wearing with the his, number was number, number of his sweatpants. on his sweatpants. Yes, <laughs> hey, man. You know, these things. Happen. Honey, look up number 77 <laughs> in, the, in the game program. Is that, it actually looks just like the guy that was in our house just really, now. Really weird. Really weird. All right, when we come back in, we're going to play Would You Rather Wednesday. Drew Forrester is here. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. If you want to bet on an upcoming chess tournament, uh, you can do that in the FanDuel Sportsbook. And right now, any $25 futures bet on the Super Bowl, you can register at FanDuel.com slash SBNAZ to win two tickets to the Super Bowl in Arizona. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. 
See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit Join Baltimore countypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, back in here on... Orioles made a roster move. Oh, I'm sure it's big. No, they did. Yeah? Well, they added Nick Vespi to the roster oh, for good. today. You get to have an extra man for a doubleheader. Are we going to talk about that? you the, believe they didn't? Totally? Yeah, we're going to talk about that or not. Like, it's very weird. I, I started, like, two weeks ago, I started having this conversation. I'm like, it's really strange how we're just all agreeing not to talk about this. That they're just having Grayson Rodriguez go out and throw innings at AAA for Yeah, I mean, for well, well, why not give him a start? Why not give him? Why not or, 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 throw him or, in the bullpen yeah, yeah, when yeah. you had no bullpen arms and the game still mattered? Why not see if maybe that guy could help? Yeah. Instead of continue to throw out Joey Crable and Brian Baker, who could not. Uh, although Baker was good at, against the Yankees the other day. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, he was really that's, good. That's, that's, he was. Once, You're a not week, wrong. once a week, he's pretty good. Um, he was at the beginning of the season, <laughs> and then again at the end of the season. In between, yeah. it was not so great. Um. I don't. I can't believe we just sort of all. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you want to see? I realize it's a very small sample size, and if he he makes three starts, you know, and and he gives up nine runs in three starts, you okay? But but wouldn't I you want to wouldn't you want to see him once or twice? I, I don't need him to. St- that, that was the weird. But they, no, I don't have to start. The but argument was, well, they want to stretch him out down there. But stretch him out for what? Yeah, the season's over. Like, what are you stretching him out for? Like, what is the point of that? I am so bloody confused. And if D.L. Th- Hall comes back in March with that necklace on, I'm 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 going to go and see. What you're worked up about for that? Come on, man. Say How that. do you pitch effectively with that thing hanging off of your I neck? I mean, he's done it a few times. He's done. He's pitched effectively a few times. For what it's worth, the the best argument is that Grayson Rodriguez was not, you know, dominant when he was returned. Like that, he didn't necessarily prove. That he needed to be at the major league level, so that's the best argument you could make. Is but wouldn't you want to have a 
an inkling yeah. that next April he might, I mean, are you going to just throw him out there five times in spring training and oh, say, okay, he's ready? Does it not make you wonder if they're not planning on having him here on opening day next oh, year? Oh, one million percent. That's definitely what it makes if, me wonder I mean, it, I would say that he's a late May guy. That they internally say... He needs to graduate still. Like that, that, or, well, the, or not, and, that they we go through this all the time. Like, we hate it, but we understand it. You, you're going to bring him up on April the 5th and cost yourself a year, or are you going to wait till March 24th? Well, and, but the, I mean, May 24th. But, and, but the question is, are you costing you? They, the rules have changed, right? Like, and that the rules for everybody else this season changed right. to the point that all of the guys were here on opening day. Everywhere else in baseball, except for Adley Rutschman, because he was hurt. hurt. Right. Everybody else was here on opening day this season because of the way the rules changed. Right. So the question becomes, did they change for the Orioles? Because for everybody else in baseball, they changed. But for the Orioles, we didn't get to learn because Adley Rutschman wasn't available. Right. The internal, the belief from everybody who covered the Orioles was he was going to be here on opening day. But was it convenient for the Orioles? And they weren't planning on it. And they are still saying we are not going to run any risk at all of a scenario where we don't have an extra year of, of this particular player. And if we call him up later, it's less likely for them to end up in the top five of whatever rookie of the year voting. or I don't even remember what the the thing is. Rutschman will be the MVP of the league next year. I mean, that would be great. I don't I don't think he would be, but it would be I'll, tremendous. I'll look for that, wait, I'll look wait, that up okay. in the offseason. What, what tell me what you want to bet. I'll look it up in the offseason. No, we'll see what, what the number is. Uh, tell me what you want to going to do it right now. No, just between you and I. Between you well, and I don't I. know. I haven't figured that out yet. I'll eat one of those Oreo cookie sandwich things you again. Wanna eat a, you want to eat what Griffin had to eat the other day? I had to eat a, uh, uh, it was called the Hoop Fish Bake. If it it's got was, fish in it, I'd, I'll probably have to pass. Yeah, it was uh, with uh, Pollock and uh, SpaghettiOs in a casserole with broccoli and it was terrible. other things. Oh, I don't know about that. Dish that up for me. What? <laughs> what is wrong with you, you psycho? That Oreo thing I ate. I know. You love that. That was you, you so wanted to, good. You wanted to have 12 what of them. What was that? What was it again? It was spam and Oreo. Oh, right. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. It was yeah. so... Oh, dude. You haven't lived till you had this thing. Stop. It was you know so else? good. Yeah. Griffin's had a, a rough couple of weeks in yeah. our side bets. He also had to eat a Richard Petty sandwich, which is... Oh, that salt and pepper thing? Just, or? just mayonnaise and pepper. Nothing. Just a big layer of mayonnaise. I think I could do that, too. A big la- it's a lot of pepper, dog. You know what this will teach you, young man, is you don't wager on these sporting events. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's a dumb decision. All right, Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. If you haven't tried the Oktoberfest menu at Glory Days Grill, I don't know what it is that you're waiting for. It's delicious. The chicken schnitzel, the Bavarian burger on the pretzel bun, the Brewer's sausage platter, the Brewer's sausage sandwich, the slam dunk pretzels, the cheddar ale soup. Drew, we might want to think about moving up our annual trip to Glory Days for the uh, coat drive oh. a little bit, so that the Glory, the Oktoberfest menu is still I'm up going for that. on. Like it is that good. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website for you to get your order in. All right, would you rather number one? Okay, here we go. Would you rather your team be the team that always goes for it on fourth down, always, unless it's beyond ten yards, or never? under any circumstances, goes for it on fourth down. Oh, jeez, this is a dumb question. Then give the answer. This is so stupid. What's the answer? I mean, the answer is you'd rather them be the team that goes for it. It gives you four downs. But would you? Would you rather be the team that on fourth and eight from your own 22-yard line is going for it? Really? Well, as opposed to it's fourth and one on on their 47 and you punt it? Yeah, I don't love that, but it's not reckless. (laughs) 
I don't know. This is such a dumb question. I'm asking it. You have to answer it. You Uh, keep saying it's dumb. You're not giving me an answer. uh, Yeah, give me the the fourth and one where we never go for it. (laughs) You're going the other (laughs) way. (laughs) Change my mind. Of course, you've changed your mind. Uh, Griffin? I would always go for it. So it's already uh, already kind of that's do the that. way you kids are. Yeah, I mean you'll find you know, out in life it doesn't work that way, Chief. You I, better be. The conservative. problem is the uniqueness of the question. The uniqueness of the question. Like yeah, what, the question's what, stupid. That's what you're the un- saying the uniqueness of it. Well, that's I'm trying to pin people down because they're okay. What you're saying, of course, is what everybody wants to believe. Yeah, I want to be the team. That's that's always just to go for it. Forget just throw up three pointers the yeah. whole time. Exactly right. But you don't actually want to be that team. There's a reason why we know right. that what they did on Sunday was wrong. You don't actually always, like sometimes it's a good idea, but between one or the other, no. The answer is I am with Drew on this. Uh, number, uh, repeat that again real quick. I, I feel, I feel like that. I know. I'm going to break, break out. Can highs. you say that for me? Yeah. One, <laughs> Just the way you said it just now. Uh, one more time for me. Uh did you uh, did you happen? There was a lot, a lot of news related to a G League, the G League basketball last night. I, I saw the news. dude. I saw the the guy. The right? guy. The guy. Everybody's talking about Wembenyama. Is that, how, how, make how, sure I know how to how pronounce. T- how tall is he? Seven four, and he plays like a guard. Well, I saw the one shot That's where insane. he dribbled into the yes. dribbled from the top of the key, and then he he like hit this off balance left handed yeah, shot. Very smooth. Bank shot. It's it's just as smooth as. Where's this other? dude from? France. France. Oh well, that means he's soft. I don't think we have to worry about that too much. I don't know. They said that about Kevin Durant. How'd that work out? He was from France. <laughs> they said he was soft. He couldn't. He couldn't bench press his own weight. And how'd it work out? So for this guy's going to be the first pick. Oh, by far he's going to be the first pick. <laughs> uh, but that wasn't. The, I love it. That wasn't the only story. He's Eighteen years old. I didn't yeah. even know that. Eighteen oh years God. old. Okay. Victor Wembenyama. That wasn't the only story that came out. Was that before. one word? Yeah. Victor Wembenyama. Oh, Victor. Wenbinyama. This is like Chrissy Konamaki. I always thought his name was Chrissy <laughs> Konamaki. But it's Chris Konamaki. Konamaki. Right. Yeah, it's, it's one of my old ones, too. Um, so there there was another player in a G League, whatever this thing was last night. Okay. That got a little bit of attention. Okay. And I'm going to show you what, what this- wasn't Antonio Brown, was it? It wasn't Antonio Brown. he got some attention. Some, yeah, he sure did. It was somebody with a very specific name. Someone- <laughs> His last name. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. very specific. No, it isn't. Yep. That's <laughs> no, not. it's not. That's not something that was made up on the internet. It is not his real name. That is legitimately. Where's he from? I actually don't know. Also France. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. How about that? <laughs> Steve. No, you're not. No, it's not his name. Ho, you fat. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Now, no way that's the remarkable part about this story was he's 34 years old. Like, we, I can't There's believe we're no only learning about name. this guy now. Steve Hoyoufet is a French basketball player who plays for the Metropolitans 92 in LNB Pro A. There's no way. Steve Hoyoufet. And by the way, and it's three words, and it's spelled H O Y O U. It's not Y O O. It's spelled exactly Steve Hoyoufat. So, Drew You know, Ford. the weirdest part is we used to say this all the time when we played old mill in yeah, football. I knew you were going there, and I we- appreciate it. I glad, <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't wasted. To uh, the cheerleaders from old mill. Would you rather spend 10 years of your adolescence? Oh. Hey, hey, let me get there. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you rather spend 10 years of your adolescence with the last name Hoyoufat or... Spend the next 10 years of your life living 
as one of the guys that was busted in the fishing cheating scandal this weekend. It's... Man, I, I'm gonna probably. I can't believe you didn't see that. I'm gonna take the kid. I'm gonna take. Give me You'd the. You'd rather be a kid than how you fat. Yeah, yeah, I, and especially now, like you wouldn't have wanted it in 1981. I, I but don't I, know, I think man. now might be okay. But in your but, adolescence, but, but you don't. Your want... adolescence. Not now. You're, you got to go back in your uh, adolescence. Yeah. You, at Glenn Burnie. Yeah, at Glenn Burnie, yeah, you you're going to have the name OU Fat. Yeah, you would have had a tough time at Glenn Burnie. What kind of shape were you in when you were back in those days? Yeah, how, what, 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 how you would have you? You been in trouble. Yeah. yeah. It would have probably been a pretty unpleasant 10 years. Yeah, it would have been. Which would you rather? I probably would be the fishing guy. Yeah, you'd be the guy. You're, you should be in jail. That's right. theft. Right, right, right. You should be in jail. I don't jail. know which one. That's, that's a dumb question, too. <laughs> it's called Would oh, You Rather. I don't know man. if you heard. It's a parlor game. God. Yeah. Ho, you I'll fat. give you a more direct one in the third one for what it's worth. Uh. Yeah, the guy's name is Ho, you fat. I'm telling you, as a kid who grew up in Perry Hall, I definitely would rather be the guy cheating. Like, I would not. It, I had enough problems going for me at that point. I did not need to have the name Ho, you fat on top of everything else. That would not have been a good look no doubt. for your boy. Now, again, to your point, maybe nowadays things have changed. Yeah, everybody's soft there's, today. There's less, maybe we've realized that bullying is not great. Maybe it's not about being soft. Maybe we've realized it's not. Maybe there's a different way of looking at it. Gotcha. Like, perhaps, uh, well, you know what we did back in those days? We toughened people up. Is that what we did? <laughs> That's what that was? That's what we did in Glenbury in the old days. Jesus, I'm we sure. toughened you up. Griffin? Yeah, I think uh, I think if the past ten years of my life, my my name was Griffin. Ho, you fat! I yeah. think I'd probably be better off than I am now. What? So I think, I mean, I think it, like, I don't see I don't see there as much negative with what with that as a. I agree with him. As what is him? What does it mean? And these fishing guys will probably be seeking me out. Like they like they seem crazy. They you were changing your name to Chris. From, <laughs> wait, wait! I'm so confused by why you think it would be better. For your name to be well, Griffin Ho You Fat. People would people would know I mean people I don't know. People would just know about I don't me. okay. They'd right, be like I've, I've, what's I've his ch- name? I've changed my mind. I'm not you know what, just whatever. That's fine. Whatever you're And innocent. I don't want to be I don't, I don't think I'd be able to leave the house with I'm, these fishing you're guys. T- you're ten years old. Yeah. You're eleven years old. You're in sixth grade. And the kids I'd where be did the you coolest go to, kid in school. Where were, no well, you is would there not. any way you could pronounce it differently? At North Carol Middle? <laughs> Could you pronounce it differently? Hoy, like, is, uh, who's there's a name we could come up with a bunch of these, right? But there's a, a couple of names. Oh, who, oh, I had a name recently that ended way. in 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 F U K. I'm not kidding. Okay, I worked so like a soccer match recently. So like named, there was a player for the Chicago Sting in the old days named Charlie Ficus. F A J K U S. You could yes, mispronounce correct. that. There was a famous so name like, like Young Way Koo. Couldn't we call ourselves? Hoyo fat. You could try to, but it says. Well, how about if we just say the F A T is not pronounced? It's silent. Ho you. I mean, I guess. What's your last name? Ho you. Try that. Well, what about the fat part? Here's my problem because I got a bunch of people who are like. I got to go. Oh, you got to go? All right, quickly. The Ravens are going to make a bold trade. Would you rather be for DJ Moore or Roquan Smith? Hold on. What are you doing? You just said you had to go. The man, did you not hear that? He just said he had to <laughs> I go. I'm, I'm answering I'll, this. I'll um, take. I'll take DJ Moore. Okay. Okay. Is there a reason why? Or uh, yeah. You know, have I you? Any, well, I don't uh, know. Have you seen the inside linebacker play? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll take the wide receiver. All we right. got to score some points. All right. Fair enough. All, All right. right, we'll see. Yeah, Drewsmorningdish.com. At it's a hooded for on, on Twitter. I I guess thank you for stopping by. I'm not. It's good to, good to see you, pal. Oh, what? Oh. oh, you? Oh, he's it's his back. Yeah, we got a new oh, chair. Wow. By the way, you got a new chair out there. It's sitting in a box. Yeah, we were, yeah, we, were <laughs> we were so excited about you coming. We didn't bother to put it together. Um, but yeah, we got a new chair for you. Um, I still don't understand your how you fat answer, but we're just gonna roll with I it. I think I'd be like the coolest kid in school. People would be no, like, oh, you, here comes you Hoey would, Fat. Like at, you're thinking about high school. You're thinking about like down the road. You're not thinking about your adolescence. You're not guess, thinking yeah, about not. kids who are just inclined to be mean at all times dealing with the fact that your name is Hoey Fat. I was tough in middle school, too. Dude. Oh, I could take it. Okay. I could take it. Right, thank you. Also, thank and, you. And, I, and, I'd able to, and I'd be able to bounce also, back. Also, no, nobody in the, the world, like the fishing people that matters in the fishing community. I wouldn't be able to show my face at the pond anymore. Yeah, like, the, you, you find somewhere else to go. They'd seek me out. You go bowling on a Tuesday night. They, they don't know who you are. Screaming murder. I understand that, but the people at the bowling alley are not aware of the fact that you're a cheating fisherman. Your life, you're, you're not world known I think we're underestimating the rest of the fishermen community like they would be following me around make sure like spray painting my car <laughs> this guy is a dirty cheater god all right and you I'd say take DJ, DJ Moore, Moore. Yeah, I probably Moore. ultimately I think Josh Bynes is too. getting it done enough eh, I don't think he had a great day he had a nice, but I'd rather he made a nice play but I, think I mean yeah we day. do need inside linebacker play. that's but, the problem uh, receiver the problem. receiver like, I feel like would be more beneficial I and I'm not talking about what it is that uh, you're paying in order to get these guys. So I'm getting, I'm getting, I am getting mixed responses, by the way, on uh, that particular uh, Would You Rather Wednesday scenario. All right, continue to get me yours, Ackline Clark Radio on Twitter. Get me your responses. Somebody's winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill just for participating. We'll come back in, quick tidbit and tubular, and then segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show to wrap things up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5544. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. 
It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. Uh, Mike Elias holding, like a, I guess, a season-ending press conference today at Camden Yards. One quote, uh, my buddy Luke Jones tweeted this. Uh, Mike Elias didn't want to broadcast specifics to player agents, but he said the Orioles have the, quote, flexibility to invest in a major league payroll in a different way, unquote, this offseason. He sees Camden Yards as a, quote, very attractive free agent destination, unquote, and, quote, now a great place to pitch, unquote. So, um you know, sounds encouraging that they want to go out and find some pitching, but, you know, have to go do it. That's the way that that works. Today's show also brought to you... Oh, the slack situation over here is a real issue, a real problem. Today's show also brought to you by the Maryland Five Star. Come see Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars. Maryland Five Star at Fairhill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Uh, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Ginsugrills.com is the website for you to pre-order your Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Use the code TAILGATE. You'll save $100. GinsuGrills.com. Hey, should I be promoting? What, what? Colson, quickly. Where, you're at the, you're, where are we on, with the Ginsu Grill on Sunday? Where can people come try the delicious? Just, if they want to put your, your sausage in their mouth. The fire. <laughs> yeah, the Firefighters Union Hall, seven thirty four. It's on. It's right across the stadium, off of Russell Street. Firefighters Union Hall. Yeah. It's is been it, a tailgate party there for. Since, is it theirs? The it's somebody else's. Is it? It's the Firefighters Union Hall. It's their tailgate. tailgate. WBAL ninety eight rocker there. Okay, we're going to be there. They're promoting it. We're going to be sampling sausage. Excellent. <laughs> and you can register to win your when own Ginsu Kamado Grill and $500 worth of grilling $500 meats. $500 worth of grilling meats, including sausage. All right. Very good. That's uh, that's where we're going to be on Sunday. And, and Sunday from, um, hold on, from. Uh, talk it into the microphone, please. From four uh, from 5 p.m. 5, 5 p.m. on Sunday. Time. Are we doing this for every game? Or? We are. Okay. The rest, of the, the rest of the season will be at the Firefighters Hall. Correct. Give me a yeah. Send me something a little bit more. I I was. Thank you. Appreciate that. Typing away on that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll get right to it. Very good. (laughs) Yeah, get on that, Colson. What do you got for tidbit? All right. So uh, sure. More on the uh, the day of the week. Can we do something about my Slack situation in here? (laughs) Yeah. Every time I let go of the microphone, that happens. Like it's not ideal. I'll look into it. Can we do something about the slack? Are you talking to John or talking to anybody? Okay. Anybody who can fix it. Anybody at all. I, I like a hundred times I've tried moving the cord to get. I just feel we need a permanent solution. 
not like death. death. Yeah, but will it will it end up falling back here in in two days when I adjust the? I just feel like there needs to be a more. Well, we could uh, we could unplug it when the after the show. Right, whatever, whatever, it. whatever. It's not it's not a problem for now. We got we got to get to the Tyus Bowser show. Give me the tidbit. Uh, so it was more on the home home runs uh, during the day of the week. Uh, Anthony Santander has the most home runs hit on Mondays. While we were talking about uh, sure. this season, this season, sure. While we were talking about Albert Pujols, yes, Monday mashes. Barry Bonds right. and Babe Ruth, um, and then Aaron Judge actually now has thirteen on Tuesdays, which is the most. Okay, which maybe I guess if Aaron Oster had known about that, yeah, probably. Well, no, 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 he didn't. Screw That's up. right, right, right. Yes. He said not to. He bet didn't like the, the value, game. and he didn't like the value. But of he said, that he said the bet he said was don't bet the first game. So mm-hmm. he technically was because it was like plus two fifteen in the first game, and then I think it was back down to like plus. I don't know what it was in the second game, but he didn't bring up the second game. Yes, just yes, said don't bet the first. You're right. He really did say don't bet any individual game because he didn't yeah. like the value, but specifically the bet was the first game. So he's not wrong about that. Do you want to guess the guy with the uh, most home runs on each day of the week? No. Okay. All right. No. Moving on to the next thing. Do not. You want to uh, tell me? If you want to tell me, by all means, but do it quickly. Okay. All right. On Sundays, Rowdy Telez okay. with 11. Sure. Tuesdays, Aaron Judge with 13. Uh, Santander on Mondays, obviously. Wednesday, uh, Judge, Arenado, Telez, and Austin Riley all tied with nine. Mm, big opportunity so, know, big for day. someone. This is a big day, a big day. today. Um, on Thursdays, Kyle Schwarber with eight, okay. eight home runs. Fridays is uh, Aaron Judge with eleven. Saturdays, Manny Machado. How about that? Ten home runs. How about that? On Saturdays, um, and then uh, so so uh, Orioles statistics pointed out uh, that Matt Weider's best uh, WAR in his career was five point two, and mm. then in Adley's with in Adley's WAR this season is five point three, mm-hmm. which is higher. So yes, hopefully very, it goes uh, up from there. Yes, very great. Good, very good to see that. And then uh, this one was from Joel Ruder, who pointed out that uh, there have been five rookie catchers that have had a war of five or more uh, in their in their rookie season. And uh, so Adley Rushman is one of those. Can you name the other four? Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza is correct in 1993, 7.0 war. Uh, Buster Posey. Not Buster Posey. Let's see what his was. Uh... Uh, Buster Posey, 3.9 in 2010. Sure. Uh, Carlton Fisk. Carlton Fisk, number one, 7.3. Highest war by a rookie catcher in 1973. Uh, Yachty. Not Yachty. Uh, Sal Perez. Not Sal Perez. I don't remember other catchers having great rookie seasons, so I'm just guessing catchers. Gary Carter. Not Gary Carter. Pudge. Not Pudge. Just guessing catchers. Um, it was, uh, 1968, Thurman Munson. Thurman Munson hey. in 1970, 5.5 war. Uh, uh, Posada. Not Jorge Posada. Javi Lopez. Not Javi Lopez. Uh, Real Mudo. Not Real Mudo. Cincinnati Red. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench, 1968, 5.0 war. Those are the top five All right. seasons for a rookie catcher. I nailed it. I killed you that did. one. That was it. outstanding. Uh, Tubular is brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery. God, we love Guilford Hall Brewery. Had another great night there last night. I know everybody that went there for the first time was like, wow, this place is amazing. My buddy, uh, you know who showed up last night? Tim from Bel Air. It was great to see Tim. Love that guy. Uh, Tim is his very tall son. Tim's son is 13 years old and is like 6'3". It's crazy. Um, but Tim was like, wow, this place is great. I'm like, I know, it's amazing. Like you just you never see it coming. It's it's a spectacular venue. Um, the food is excellent, the beer selection outstanding. They got a big Halloween party coming up on October 29th. Uh, it's free. 
and uh, great music all night, costume contest, 7 to 11 uh, at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Have really enjoyed hanging out there. We've been there twice already this season. I wouldn't mind going back again if that could be worked out. It is an awesome, awesome place. Oh, John Colson says we might be. Uh, I'd love that. That would be great news. Otherwise, I'll just be hanging out there by myself at some point because it is very cool. All right, uh, Mass and Two for uh, the Orioles. They get underway. Game number one coming up at 1230. Uh, it'll be Mike Bauman on the mound for the first game for the Orioles. Trevor Richards goes for the Blue Jays. Game two, Spencer Watkins against TBA. The Blue Jays, of course, trying to protect uh, the pitchers that are actually going to pitch for them in the playoffs. So... Like, they might just kind of throw out a bunch of guys today that they're not planning on using. I don't, I don't know how you handle that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you need you, – like, the Blue Jays probably are would be would have been just as fine with, like, a forfeit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> although, I don't know. Do they have – are they playing for – No, they, I think they already locked up, the, like, the highest wild card. So, so, so at yeah, this point, yeah, I would imagine, they like, they probably would have been just fine with saying, we don't need to play both of these games. It's not necessary for us. They might be fine with playing neither one of them, honestly. <laughs> Um, so I don't know who's going to pitch for them in game two. Both games on Masson too. Masson for Nationals, Mets at four. Oddly, there was nothing scheduled as far as any national broadcasts of Major League Baseball today, which maybe was like if there were games that mattered, yeah. they would have been broadcast, but because there are no games that matter, you know, like the wasn't the point of adding more playoff teams they wanted there to be more yeah. relevance to game 162, and as it turns out, there's no relevance at all on the final day of the regular season. ESPN 2's got college football tonight, SMU-UCF at 7 o'clock. Good one. Yeah. Actually, it's not a bad game. Uh, Champions League again today. All the matches are on Paramount Plus, the Golazo Show at 3 on CBS Sports Network. The Capitals play a preseason game tonight uh, against the Red Wings at 7 on NBC Sports Washington. The rest of the preseason hoops and hockey. Uh, You can find it at glennclarkradio.com, TBS for AEW Dynamite tonight at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Not too much. Uh, Anthony Fauci will be on Stephen Colbert for some reason. Sure. Um, and then uh, your boy Judd Apatow will be on uh, Jimmy Kimmel tonight, along with Keanu Reeves. Can, maybe maybe, uh, maybe he'll talk we'll about talk the about bad, uh, the tapes. Yeah. Release the tapes. Um, new episode of Archer, of course, and a new episode of uh, Andor, the Star Wars All right. series on Disney Plus. Very good. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks also to Evan Washburn and to Bo Braid from Maryland. We will get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Archer. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Um, on the program tomorrow, uh, Marty Morningweg is going to join us, former NFL head coach, Ravens offense coordinator. Specifically, I want to talk to Marty about the decision. I just wanted to get a coach's perspective. We had a couple guys that reached out to this week and might still catch up with one or two more of them. But um, I just want to get coach's perspective on the decision making and, you know, team a, a player on the team clearly not being okay with it, how that all looks. Just want to talk about that. So. Um, we'll talk to him. I'll get you segment number two of the Tyus Bowser show and stuff and things. Stuff and stuff things. and things. picks. Sure, picks. Thanks everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Maryland Lottery, the Maryland Five Star, the uh, Glory Days Grill, as well as Royal Farms, the Costas Inn, Guilford Hall Brewery, the Baltimore County Police Department, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the All New Ginsu Grill. The Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds, why not? One final time this year. Duke sucks, Ohio State sucks too. We wrap up today's show with segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show from last night. 
And welcome out to the Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box and 105.7 The Fan. We are live at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. I am Glenn, she is Rita, and he is the star of our show. Would you guys please give it up for our host, Mr. Tyus Bowser. Happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you as well. Um, I, did you see? I wore them. Yeah, I did. I'm happy that you wore them. <laughs> I wore them. I wouldn't. Good, it, man. it was raining tonight. I was not gonna wear them, and the, I made the right decision. You right? did. You made a great decision. So on a night like tonight, if I wasn't doing the show, and promise you, you just leave those at home, right? Yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay. All yeah. right. I'm trying. Tyus gave me these beautiful panda dunks. And they're maybe the nicest thing I own. <laughs> so I got to be careful about it. Um, it's great to have you here. And you brought out another great guest with you for tonight. We're really excited to have him here. Do you want to go ahead and handle the introduction? Yeah, man. Uh, this guy really doesn't need an introduction. But um, an all-pro, pro bowler, the best tight end in the league, man, Mark Andrews. Appreciate that, Tyus. Mark, thank you for coming out, man. It's great to see you. Um, did, did you mention to me that Tyus never got you a pair of Panda Dunks? And <laughs> maybe, maybe he owes you something at some point? Yeah, like, eventually, man. He's going right. to have to, to step if, my kick game up a little bit. Sure. He got them all, but I got you. I'm going to get you a pair. Hey, the Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of Great Eights Memorabilia and Press Box. And it's also brought to you by our friends at Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code TAILGATE right now at ginsugrills.com, and you can save $100 when you reserve your brand-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Also, those of us that are here at the beautiful Guilford Hall Brewery. At your table, you've got a form to fill out and you can register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill and $500 worth of grilling meats. All right, so um, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it, right? Like, let's yeah. not, yeah. let's not, if you and Mark played one-on-one, -on -one, who would win? One-on-one? <laughs> -on -one? Yeah. Basketball? Yes. Oh, that's an easy question. Yeah, of course, me. You know Mark was a basketball player. I do know that Mark was a basketball player, but I'm a basketball player as well. <laughs> Has this maybe happened at some point? No, it hasn't happened. Maybe it will, maybe it not, but confidently, I know. I know that I'll probably beat this man in basketball. You just gonna let him talk about you like that? I'm a DM up, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, though. Better said than done, man. Better said than done. Mark, for those that don't know, you played basketball pretty much deep into high school, right? Like, yeah, yeah I, I grew up basketball, soccer, kind of my main sports, but um, fell in love with basketball for sure. Um, I got to a point where I realized that I needed to focus on football and, and give up basketball, though. Was the, was the plan to play college, like would you, if you had stayed with basketball, like Tyus has one over on you, he played in college. Yeah. Would you have played in college had you stayed in basketball? I could have done it, but it's different for me. Football felt natural to me. I'm a very skill set oriented type of player. And basketball, I wasn't, I was kind of a grinder. I had to you know, play against the seven footers and, and, and be big and do that type of thing, which I loved. But um, I have a skill set for football that was like, it was, it was like being a point guard for, for uh, I get that. Yeah. All right, let's handle other things. Who wins the Oklahoma drill if we line you guys up right now? <laughs> uh, that's a great question, man. I've seen, he be running over guys, man. But like I said, I'm going to be confident. <laughs> I'm going to win that battle. No I'm way. A, it's going to be tough. 
So you, you're saying the guy that went to Oklahoma with a drill named after the program that he went to, you can be. No chance. Absolutely. No. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do the Oklahoma drill too at Houston as well. So we got some we got some grinders out there. We invented it. Hey, that's okay. We gonna we gonna be better at it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. 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 Is that that moment? You wanna what do you wanna say? What do you wanna I, again it's tough because I know it when we, like it's like what we talked about at the Miami game. Yeah. You can't control it, right? Yeah. Like, it's happening. There's nothing you can do about it. And yeah. I can only imagine how powerless that feeling has to be. It is, man, especially, you know, in moments where, like I said, you feel like you can make a play for the team, um, whether you can just be there vocally, just as a leader, just being able to be out there, be one of those guys that can contribute to helping this team win. It's, it sucks that I'm not out there, but I understand the situation and what I'm in. and. That time is going to come when I'm back on the field to where I can be there to help these guys. Not, not that we don't. You, you, you just want to handle the part where. It, it is week five, you know. Yeah. It is week five. five. It is week five. You know what that means? What does that mean? Uh, somebody's off pup. I'm yeah, saying. that is true. Okay. First of all, we like that part, don't we? Tyus Bowser's off the pup list. I'm off pup, guys. I'm off pup. You know what? Actually, I almost forgot about this. You gave me a gift last time. My kids, I'm trying to, so I got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. I wanted to bring him here tonight, but we had some scheduling issues. Yeah. They were like, well, Mr. Tyus did something nice for you. What did you do for him? <laughs> and I said, oh, I don't, I don't think I did anything nice for oh Tyus. So they told me I needed to do something nice for you, so I got you a shirt. Oh, wow. Says. Oh, man. Because we know who your role model is. It is it's my the great role model. DJ Paulie D. <laughs> it is. It is. So I took. Tyler's here. Thank you. Yeah, I Thank like that. you. I like it. Are you I like, like that? I like that. That's cool. There we go. I like there it. There you go. Hey, I'm going to have to rock that's that. That's my gift for you, my hey, man. man. That's I the one. Appreciate you. Love you, bro. Appreciate you. So, how good does it feel just to be back on a field? Again, I, you're not going to tell us. I know you're not going to tell us because we've been doing this long enough to know that. Yeah. But just to like know, it, we're upon it. Like it's coming. Yeah. Um, I am upon being back on the field. Um, still working on a few, you know, a few things. But overall, man, it's, I'm happy to have the opportunity, you know, personally, physically, spiritually, have an opportunity to get myself back on the field, you know, just being away, you know, from practice, from training camp, all of that, even in the games, man, it feels like I'm distant. I feel like I'm not a part of the team at, at times. So, you know, I, I work so hard during treatment and rehab of just trying to get myself back in order, getting myself confident within myself to be able to get back on the field. So I'm at that place. I see light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, hopefully in the next few weeks, you'll see me back out there. Right. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I'm going to flip Glenn's question for what he asked you, and I'm going to ask you, Mark. He said, you know, what is it like when you're not able to, you know, feel like you can contribute? Obviously, physically, you, you weren't able to do it. Mark, in your situation, obviously, you played. So when you have a game like you had on sun like Sunday, right, where it's, you're able to play and you see how it's, it unfolded, right? How does that make you feel 
and, and know and, and how everything goes. Because Tyus obviously is not able to physically be there, but he can try to, you know, mentor a guy. So what is it that your role is when you see a game unfolding like that? Uh, it's just bringing energy. It's attacking all the time. You know, being in a game like that, obviously the Bills are a good team. Hats off to them. Played a good game. Um, but, you know, we were rolling in the first half. It's keeping that energy up, um, learning how to put teams down when they're down. Um, like I said, just attacking all game, all the time, uh, bringing the energy, making plays, being a leader. Um, but we got a great team. We have a lot of we have a lot of young guys, but a lot of really really good vets, and we have a lot of really good vets that are coming back, like Tyus. Um, so it's a long season. I'm excited for for the rest of it. And um, yeah, man, Baltimore. I just want them to stay with us because we got we have big things coming this year. It is the Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box 105.7, The Fan. Um, Tyus, there was a moment in the game on Sunday, and I think we need to have Mark, we need to demand that Mark apologize because he committed an egregious pass interference penalty. I mean, they, oh, were, they were children that were watching that game. They were kids watching and saw him standing in the same general area as another football player. and. I don't think we can stand. I think we need to demand that he apologize for something like that. Think I, about the children. It's not yeah. happening. Yeah. Mark, do you want to apologize to the children for your heinous actions there? I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be sorry either. I know we don't want to get you in trouble. I promise we don't want to get you in trouble. We just wanted to have some fun with it somehow, some way. The rest of us know that might be the worst pass interference call in the history Easily, of football, man. correct? Easily. Easily. God. What in the world was that? I don't know, man. It, but I seen that myself, and I was like, he didn't even do anything. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen way worse from Hopkins, from other guys who is literally chunking a dude to the other side of the field right. and not getting any calls. Mm -hmm. But he literally does this, and you throw it. I don't know, man. I, I, look, man. Unless you know something that I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything at all. I don't know. And I know Mark doesn't want to get in trouble. I can tell right now. He already told you he wasn't sorry, so just move along. Um, Mark, after the game, you, uh, you said something. As everybody was asking you about the team's decisions to, to go for it, and particularly the fourth and goal. And, and there was something you said that everybody really seemed to get a kick out of. And you said, I'm a dog, I like to attack. Mm -hmm. And I like that my coach likes to attack. Yeah. Can you, you know, a couple days move, maybe not quite in the same um, emotional space. Can you tell me more about why it is that you guys like the idea of being aggressive in situations like that? Um, you know, first off, you know, just the, the trust in Coach Harbaugh. You know, I think that everybody has his back on this team. and. Uh, we know how competitive he is and, and what winning means to him and, and all of us. So uh, just after the game, you know, obviously I was, I was, I was ready to go. I was still ready to play a little bit, you know, run some more routes. But um, just his mindset to go out there and, and win the game right there, which we could have. You know, it's just execution at that point. And that's on us as players. And um, I love the decision, man. He's competitive. He likes to attack. He's a dog. We have dogs. So that's what I meant. Tyus, last time this happened, you guys held a players-only meeting afterwards, right? They got a yeah. little publicity. What do you do after this? Like, do you do it again? Do you, do you know, hey, look, it happened the last time and we bounced back just fine a week later. We don't need to worry too much about it. No, nah, man, it's, it's football at the end of the day. And our mindset is always going to win regardless of the situation. And for us, we know who we are as a defense. Like Mark said, we got a lot of young guys a lot of talented young guys. We got a lot of vets. 
we got a lot of vets who's coming back. And it's just all about gelling and figuring ourselves out. I mean, it's, it's only the fourth game. You know, we got, what, 13 more of the games to go? That's a lot of football to play, man. And that's a lot of time for us to figure out who we are as a defense, as an offense, as a special teams, as a team collectively to go out here and make that stride. And I know um, Justin mentioned something uh, earlier today. It was like, man, you much rather have this go on now, you know, to go through these growing pains and to figure this entire situation out. So then moving forward, we can actually make those plays win those situations and overall win the games because he's been on teams, like you said, nine, nine and oh, nine and mm -hmm. one, and finish the season and not even make the playoffs or don't even, don't even go anywhere. So I'd much rather go through this situation now, us figure out ourselves and then move forward, man, making plays and doing what we got to do to win games. Well, you guys have never started two and two and had anything good happen afterwards. Though. Yeah, <laughs> That's I know, never, Exactly. There's never been a season it's never where, been a season where like we there just, was a tough loss and you were two and two. Yeah. And then anything good happened after that. Nothing. You're nothing just I can't. right downhill. Yeah, really. Just never, never another good thing at yeah, that point. Exactly. So. Uh, Mark, what kind of dog are you is a question that I got from a couple of people today. <laughs> what kind of dog am I? Yeah. Um, dang. I have uh, some Bernie Doodles. I don't know if I'm a Bernie Doodle, but my family has some Bernie Doodles. I love those dogs, but... Um, Tyus, what kind of dog am I? <laughs> I don't even think this is a dog, but it might be like a, like a saber-toothed cat or something. Like. <laughs> Wait just, a second. Hang on, Rita. <laughs> he just asked what kind of dog he was. He made him a cat. <laughs> he said it. Cat. A saber tooth cat. Not like, oh, he's a pit bull. He's a, a rock waller. He's like, he's a saber tooth cat. cat. Man, wow. that, I appreciate that's it. That's very deadly. <laughs> that you don't even want to be around. You don't want to touch. You don't want to mess with. And that's what I think of Mark because when he out on the field, man, I don't know. I just see him and something just clicks in his head to where it's like, man, nobody can't touch me. Nobody can't mess with me. If the ball comes my way, I'm catching it regardless. And that's, that's what I see as dominant as somebody who you just can't mess with. Is there a similarity you see? We talk about you a lot. I always try to get your teammates. I'm about to have Mark try to tell me, like, you're the nicest human being I've ever met, and it's hard for me to imagine you being mean, like you getting yeah. on a football field and being like that. Mark is a seemingly very nice guy. Is there a similarity? Great guy, man. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. But when he crossed some lines, man, I'm gonna let Mark do what he gotta do. <laughs> Simple as that. He scored touchdown, first down, whatever it is. Hey, good job, boy. Keep working. And I'm gonna keep him in his own. Simple as that. Mark, have you always been like that? Have you always had like the put a helmet on, I'm gonna turn into a psychopath type of mentality? Yeah, I mean, sports have been a part of my life since I was very young. And you know, just that outlet to be able to kind of you know, release everything through that. and. And having a bunch of guys that count on you, man. So um, I love my teammates. I love my brothers. I love Tyus, man. He's he's an incredible teammate, incredible person. Um, he's one of the most well liked people I've ever been around. Um, someone that you just kind of gravitate towards. So, um, but you know, like you said, man, when you step on that field, like when he steps on that field, he's a competitor. He's ready to go. Man, he said all those things about you, and you didn't even get any shoes. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I told you, man. Hey, I got you some shoes. And I, do I say nice things about you? And you do. I do. I say very nice things so about you. So that means I can do the same thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we need to say? Can we move on? We from, can move on. Is everybody satisfied with... I mean, you know what, Ty? We put it to Mark. We'll put it to you. 
the, the decision to go for it. You're a defensive player, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. are you still good with that? Are you still Absolutely. okay? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, we want to win a game. We want to put ourselves in the best position to win. And whether whether we score or not, we leave we leave this team on a two-yard line to go 98 yards down the field or whatever it is to try to score. And I have the confidence, coach had the confidence that if the situation didn't work out with what, what went on, we could put our defense in a position to stop them, get the ball back in field position. And then if we don't score, we can put ourselves in a position to give the greatest kicker of all time the opportunity. Yeah, I heard, yeah. I heard he's okay. So. I heard he's all right. Exactly. So I'm cool, with the, I'm cool with the choice, man. I love the choice. I, mean, I, d- I just feel like it, it means that Coach has a lot of confidence in his players. And I think that that's important to have someone say, I know that you can do this. So I'm, because obviously we saw this even in 2021 when you had you know all those guys out, you had a backup quarterback playing, and yet you're still going for it on fourth down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most coaches would have said, no, let's punt it away or let's take the points. But you're still doing this with a guy like a Tyler Huntley you know, under center. So to me, that, that just says a lot about what the coach thinks of his team and how the team responds to that. And, yeah, and like yeah. I said before, during that, during that situation with all those injuries, if you look at all those games where it came down to the last minute, yep. we were either winning, we was either close, or had the opportunity to win with half of our starters, half of our best players out. So that just tells you right where Mark said, the talent, the young guys that we have on this team, to go out here and play regardless of who's out there. That's what makes this team so special. And that's why Coach has so much confidence in us because we're dogs. Like, we we work hard, we grind, and we're going to go out there and compete regardless of who's out there. We trust in each other, and we're going to go out there and try to win every game. So That's all right. Good stuff. All right, make some noise. Tyus Bowser, Mark Andrews, please. Tyus Bowser shows a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia, and Mark Andrews is on the cover of the current issue of Pressbox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Great Eights Memorabilia has an amazing event coming up on October 22nd, Catch the Cure, a breast cancer awareness drive with Devin Duvernay at Vintage Vinyl in Bel Air up in Hartford County benefiting the Susan B. Komen Foundation. You can find out more right now by going to great8smemorabilia.com. When we come back in, Rita wants to play a little this or that. We're going to have some fun, get to know these guys a little bit better. So we will do that next. We're live at Guilford Hall Brewery. It's the Tyus Bowser Show.